Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Show number 224, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And, yeah. And here we are again. Uh, yeah, time for another feudal gun debate. Well, it, yeah, the only thing that can knock Trump out of the headlines for a couple hours. And, I, you know, certainly I don't know if... I don't know if there's anything new to say, but I I do feel like personally everything that I said about this issue is just wrong, just wrong. Because I don't know. I honestly have no answers to what the solution is because it's it doesn't seem to be any one given thing that you can point to. Yeah, I mean this 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 current situation in Florida, it's. It's full of everything that both sides can cling to. I mean, right. the, there's the fact well, that he bought the stuff legally. There's the other fact that mm-hmm. you know, his behavior, he had been banned from the school, you know, be, he'd, or actually he'd been banned from the grounds with a backpack. I mean, stuff. I, right. Well, we've, we've talked a lot about mental illness in these cases, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that that is the answer. It, or it isn't the answer. The idea that it's now a talking point in order to not talk about gun control. Because that's, I mean, it's not just on Twitter. It's the politicians that are saying, well, this is a, this is a mental illness. All the Republicans are saying, this is about mental illness. And we need to keep the, the guns out of the, the hands of the sickos. I don't, but, you know me, I'm not a card-carrying gun guy. But my one word answer every time gun control comes up is drugs. Drugs. We've outlawed all the drugs. How's that going? I and that's <clears throat> that's the exact place my mind goes. Every time I hear anybody on the left say we got to get rid of guns, make them illegal, it's like <clears throat> aren't you the party who pretty much says that you know prohibition with drugs doesn't work? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, okay, the law-abiding citizens will turn their guns in. But do you think criminals are going to turn their guns in? Do, do drug dealers go, oh my God, I woke up and there's so much crack in my house, I just better turn myself into the you police. You think criminals oh. now got them legally? Well, also, I don't think that, I mean, there may be people that would, would turn their guns in, but there would be others that would previously law-abiding citizens that would then decide to break the law and hold on to their guns. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't fault anybody with children having a gun. Quite honestly, I mean, that's, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what gets lost in when people talk about the Second Amendment is, you know, I want the right to shoot back. But a lot of it is, is people want the right, if someone busts in their door, they want, you know, coming after threatening the safety of them and their family, they want the right to fucking take that guy out. That, and that's one of the things that I, I don't, I don't make any bones about it. You know, every once in a while I get into this debate with someone and they'll, why do you need an AR-15 to kill people? How can you say that? Because if you come in my house and you're not invited, you broke in, you're a dead motherfucker. 
I'll take my chances with uh, with a jury. Okay, sorry. But what good is an AR-15 for home defense? It's like the last <laughs> weapon you should have. <laughs> Stop real I quick. agree with I agree with that. It's an intimidating looking piece of hardware, but I'm gonna tell you uh-huh. what works probably best. You don't even have to be in the same room. You don't even have to have it loaded. Rack a shotgun. That's the universal yeah. sound for you're about to get fucked up. Absolutely. And I guarantee you motherfuckers will turn tail and, and head out the door. But the, but let's let's stop with this bullshit of oh I, it's it's uh it's a hunting gun it's a it's for sports shooting no it's all guns are made to kill people. Mm-hmm. All right now whether you do that in self defense whether you do that in a war whether you do that in a in, in, in a crime it does not matter. All right I mean you, I guess you can make the argument that it, they're made to kill people and to intimidate because if someone sticks a gun in your face I literally was talking to a coworker the other day he had to walk home from work a few weeks ago and he, he had to walk through Inkster which is a fairly rough neighborhood here in the area of Michigan we're at he got jumped and he got jumped by two guys and he was fighting them off and finally a guy pulled a gun stuck it to his head and said are you willing to die tonight and he just said fuck it here handed over his shit and was like go I mean that's 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 the reality of what guns are and well, for anybody from the NRA or on the right to say, oh, no, it's, you know, uh, like I said, uh, uh, it's, it's for sports shooting and competition shooting and shit like that. Really? Really? And collectors. You can, you can use a bolt action rifle for fucking competition shooting. All right. You don't need a semi-automatic 30 round plus clip. You know, or throw a full automatic conversion kit on it for sport shooting. You know, if you're right. target shooting, you don't want a fully automatic rifle. <clears throat> well, no, you, you're not going to get your aim's going to be off. You, you can't get accuracy with a an automatic weapon. Exactly. That's why they in the military they teach you. At least back in the day, they had. Semi-automatic, burst, and fully automatic. And they'd teach them to shoot in three-round burst. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, pop, pop. Because if you just hold the trigger down, you're going to... you know, the, You'll be the, off the, your target. Yeah. The recoil, the kickback's going to fucking well, shoot the barrel up. But, right. I mean, let's talk in reality, though. The, part of the, the problem with these conversations is that everyone's looking at it as an all-or-nothing thing. Yeah, there's, no, there's no way that... We can get rid of the uh, get rid of guns in America, regardless of what laws are made. Yeah, how many times have we had this conversation that, on this podcast? It's, there's not one fix; it's many fixes. Not fix. Well, right. I mean, and just unfolding the issue of guns alone, there's many aspects to it. it that this all or nothing of gun control means that you can't have guns anymore is not it, it's a non-starter as far as having a conversation about what we think should be legal what we think should be reasonable i don't know it, there's there's no way that the citizens can have a voice on this about what what we want as far as what's legal and what's not when it comes to guns, though, unless we do bigger things like get the money out of politics. Well, our fucking, yeah, our government can't even figure it out. 
Do, you, well, they I mean, do we really? No, they can figure it out. They can figure out that the NRA is going to give them money for their campaign and pay for advertisements and and help keep them in office. But do we honestly? And in exchange, they're going to go on TV and say this is a mental illness issue. But do the three of us honestly think and Congress will do anything about it after today? No. 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 <clears throat> well, it, it, look, the whole scoffing at anyone who says mental illness is a part of the issue, not the whole issue, a part of the issue, that's just willful ignorance on their part. Of course it is. The problem is Republicans have used that as a talking point to defend gun ownership and deflect the conversation from Mm -hmm. responsible gun ownership to, well, it's mental illness. Okay, well, then let's look at your voting record. How many times have you guys voted to defund programs to help the mentally ill? Aren't you the party in that in the 80s fucking destroyed the mental health system in this country by defunding it so much? Big big white daddy Reagan. And now you're going to say it's a mental health problem? I mean, it's just it, it's just as asinine as, as the people on the left saying take all the guns. Only the military and police should have guns. Yet they run around talking about how the military kill innocent children overseas and cops are shooting every black person that that, that they can't outrun. That, that works out right. well in other countries overseas. You should or, check it out. Or everybody running with the story that this is the 18th school shooting this year. Which is only which six, if you I can't believe I'm saying it's only sixth, but. Yeah, we're 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 pumping up the numbers three times what they are. It, it it certainly depends on what you believe qualifies as a school shooting. Some of these were the the girl that brought the gun to school and, in her backpack and dropped it. Still counts, and it went off. Uh, two other incidents. How does that count as a school shooting? What? Are, how does that have anything to do with what, what, what the problem that we're trying to look at? This wasn't the girl didn't bring the gun. She did a stupid kid mistake and brought the gun to school to show it off, not to not to shoot people who are making fun of her. Someone of that age getting a hold of it and bringing it to school. I guess that's part of the problem too. Like, I I get. I could not have told you where to get a gun when I was in middle school. I can tell you, parents, friends, parents who had like, you like hunting right. Like, you either have it in your home or you don't. It's not about how do you get a gun, and it's not about I don't I don't believe that this girl was like gun obsessed and went and sought out a gun. She found a gun unsecured in her home and wanted to show it off. I mean, as far as the availability of guns, the proliferation of guns, sure that that counts. To, to what we're talking about, but that's that's an outlier. Uh, two other cases were well after school hours in the parking lot. You know, the problem is is that there's something rather specific about this country where kids are deciding. To kill other kids. Exactly. That's that's one of the issues that I think is being overlooked here. What is going on to where students, former students, are targeting schools? But isn't this a twenty year old issue? I mean, this Columbine is twenty years ago. 
It's yeah, but it's not, you know, you know, it's, I gotta, not, it's I more than twenty years ago. It's it, this exactly. is this is not a brand new issue. We're talking about escalating numbers. If we are used to seeing a certain number of automobile accidents causing death, and then all of a sudden those deaths skyrocket and continue to escalate, then that's something worth talking about. You can't just say, "Well, doesn't this just happen?" Like, if you want to drive a car on the freeway, somebody's going to die every once well, in a while. We could start bringing up, I mean, it's some I always bring up that gets shut down, but it is what it is. We could talk about our continuing desensitization to violence, how the movies and TV shows are getting increasingly more violent, video games are getting more violent. And our rating now is definitely not an R rating when we were a kid. I don't buy it. I mean, I'm sure I'll leave it in a PG yeah. rating. There's, there's stuff that's PG movies now that would have been R when we were a kid. Yeah, that's short-sighted. I mean, again... How is, being, that, how is that, saying we're being desensitized to violence causing an uptick in violence in our society being short-sighted? Because it's not looking at thousands of years of literature. It's not looking at the fucking Bible, which is violent as fuck. It, there's, violence isn't new. The fact that you can put it on a screen and have some blood spatter might be new. But what is traditionally... look. Cowboy movies, pirate books about pirates. No, but I guess my thing is, it's not so much before. In the past, the violence was left more to your imagination. Oh, you would like to think that. You would like to think that there's something unique about us becoming more violent, more obsessed with with violence. But it's it's just not the case. Every fucking every fucking Shakespeare play, every fucking uh, opera, somebody's dying violently in it. Well, then it's what else dramatized for this problem that that for this problem that we're talking about. I'm telling you, it's not a problem. It's, the violence that we see in our culture is a problem. If you're looking at media to blame for it, that's a well. Then what? what then where else is it coming from? <laughs> okay, well, hold that's on, an hold existential on, on. question, and you, it's not an either or. Well, where it's either if you can't explain to me where it's coming from, then it must be coming from the media. What happens in the me- in media is can only be a reflection of humans. It, it's not coming from some ethereal place. We're not being you know having aliens drop uh, Quentin Tarantino movies on us. It comes from our culture. It's a reaction to our culture. It doesn't shape the culture. It doesn't create things. I'd, I would argue it is the creative social media. It's starting to shape the culture. Okay, but you're going to have to back that up with something. I think the, I think uh, the bigger. I think everyone, keeping up with Kardashians. What does that have to do with the violence that we're talking about? Well, you're talking about media shaping the culture. How it's we're talking about, how talking about how, how, with the advent of social media, how it's starting to. Okay, once again, hold on a sec. Once again, both you guys yeah. are getting lost in the bullshit of this issue instead of just the, the, the fucking 500-pound gorilla standing right in front of you. What the fuck is going on? Because I grew up with a family who, <clears throat> believe me, they all own guns. All right? I knew where every gun in the house was. I had I could I could have picked I could have 
went and grabbed it. There was no safes, no none of that shit growing up. I never fucking touched them. What 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 is going on where kids these days are just like, eh, well, I'm pissed off, so I'm gonna go grab Pop's gun and go fucking you know, go hog wild at school. I mean, it, it, it's it's it, it, there's a lot of things at play here, and we are programmed, hardwired almost as humans, to want quick, easy answers. You know, ban guns. No, it's a mental health issue. Once again, we've taken something with many moving parts, and we've boiled it down to two things, and we and everybody buys into it. And it, yeah. I grew up reading Stephen King. I was nine years old reading Stephen King. I grew up playing with G.I. Joes, playing with toy guns, all that shit. Everything kids right. aren't allowed to do these days. I never went on a school shooting. I didn't know anyone who fucking... Let's put it this way. The people I knew who carried guns when I was younger, they weren't carrying guns to go shoot up the school. They were carrying guns because they were fucking on the... On, on, they were moving in circles outside of the law. Wait, All right. Why didn't we see this uh, an escalation in school shootings when uh, movies like Rambo and Predator and shit were like the big commando movies? That yeah, where where some guy with a couple machine guns, one in each hand, just runs into a place and mows down dozens of people. We didn't see an escalation in violence in our culture due to well, that. We also didn't have it coming into our homes and into our phones and on a, every other fucking screen. Like, that's a thing. Uh, there's, there's, we didn't have phones. No, but, but it's, we're being bombarded with a lot more shit daily. No, we're not. Everybody. No, we're not. Really? No, you're not. You have the. Uh, you can't. You have to choose to sit down and watch a violent movie. You don't just walk by a screen or pull something up on your phone and it's like death and violence constantly. It's out there. Absolutely. You're not being bombarded with it. If you don't if you're not into it, you can completely avoid it. There are much more avenues to see it. So than there used to be. Doesn't mean that you're being bombarded by it. But once once again, Chris, let me it's ask not, this question. It's not being beamed into your home against your will. We're sitting here talking about this subject, like this is the most violent time in human history when every single stat study proves that violent crime is down compared to even 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it, is it, let's put it this way. Uh, you know, Eminem said it years ago and I, I, I agree with him. You know, we all grew up close enough to Detroit to hear about violence in schools and shit. It was only when it happened in the suburbs that all of a sudden, oh, the children. No one's giving a shit when that shit was going down in Detroit. No one's giving a shit people killing each other outside of schools in fucking D.C., Baltimore. Nobody gave a shit. When it goes to Littleton, Colorado, all of a sudden it's an issue. And I... I just can't, I can't... I can't get on board with, well, you know... There's so much violence these days, and, and we see it, and now kids are you know, wanting to reenact it or whatever, and it's like, re- really? Right. Look at how like, the greatest generation glorified war, war. It was an honorable thing to go and kill somebody of a different color. But people were, they didn't have to have a fucking draft. People were lining up to do it. 
I mean, I can go back to my own school days. We used to fucking get into fights, and teachers would let them go as long as it was one-on-one. That happened when I was a kid. Nowadays, you can't even fucking go outside and play dodgeball. I think you you may have a case for saying that that there's some separation there from reality, right? Where you know there may have been a glorification of war during World War II because it was the honorable thing to do, but it was still very real. You know, people that you knew died. You saw, you know. You saw friends of yours die when you went to war. And now, look, maybe we do have more violent media out there. But maybe that in conjunction with with the idea that when we actually do go to war, we're separated from it. We don't have a draft. We rely on on the people that we have to go fight a war, and we don't want to see the bodies come back in. You know, and there's, there's I, I, I don't know. There's, there's, I'm, try, I'm also, trying to go down that road with you, Chris. I really am, but I can't. I can't buy it. But, you know, there's but, also but, there's also the fact that for whatever reason, this type of crime, all of a sudden, everybody's looking for every reason why it happens besides the guy was a fucking sick fuck. All right, if I get, if I get drunk and I get behind, behind the wheel of my car and I wipe out a busload of children, no one's going to sit around going, oh my God, what is the underlying issues why he was driving around drunk? Oh my God, no. No, I'm a fucking irresponsible asshole who wiped out a fucking busload of kids. Period. If you go out and rape somebody, no one's sitting there going, oh, you know, what's the underlying issues here? No, you go to fucking prison. You're a rapist. This shit happens, and it's, let's look everywhere, but except for the fact that he he picked up a fucking gun, and he committed a fucking crime. All right? Period. And with as many guns as are in this fucking country, there's... It's a stat no one likes to fucking look at. As many guns are in this country, there there should be a lot more of this. If if we are as incapable of controlling ourselves as the ban all gun people want us want everyone to believe, and on top of it, once again, the children, the children, right? Really, really, you're gonna you're gonna. I'm, I'm literally waiting for the day before I die when I see someone fucking go up, grab a fucking shirt off a dead child's back, rub blood all over themselves and say, this is us. This is us. All their bloods are on all of us. And it's just like, really? Really? Chicken shit? I mean, when a guy drives a car into a fucking crowd, no one's fucking like, oh my God, the adults. No, because it doesn't fucking play. It doesn't get people fucking pissed off. You know, now you got all the people, the, the, all the people, the usual suspects running around going, I want to live in a country that loves its children more than it loves its guns. Really? That's really? You really, you really feel that way, stupid? You really fucking think this country loves its children less than it loves its guns? Honestly? 
We are a fucking society. You are a child legally until you're 18. And we nerf the fucking world for kids these days. So much shit revolves around fucking protecting these precious little fucking children that adults can't do half the shit that they fucking used to be able to do because of the children. And I'm fucking tired of it. Like, I get it. It's fucked up. But would it have been any more fucked up if you walked into a goddamn senior center and started blowing people away? Guarantee you wouldn't hear, what about the seniors? It's... It's all knee-jerk bullshit to get a reaction out of people. And to me, the fascinating thing to watch on this is the reporting on it. You know, I'm sitting here looking at two tweets, one from Fox News at 2.44 yesterday and one from CNN at 2.44 yesterday. And Fox News said Florida school shooter identified as former student Nicholas DeJesus Cruz. This is what CNN said. Florida school shooter identified as white, Christian, heterosexual, Hispanic, Nicholas de Jesus Cruz. What? Really? Are you kidding me? How many new... Just skimming news stories, you have... This guy supposedly is a white nationalist who's part of Antifa, who uh, his autism is on uh, uh, mood-altering drugs, uh... Uh, just really That's- all things that have been reported uh most of those have not been confirmed exactly exactly that's what it, it, for and once again we don't care we don't care that the press is chris what do we always say on sports you when we get burned with a story it's not about being getting the story right it's about being first yeah someone hears oh he's part of antifa run with it post it online you know, oh, uh, no, no, he's part of a white nationalist organization. Run with it. Post it online. You know, I, I, Politico had an article about it. It's not about, it's not about a gun ownership. It's about toxic masculinity. What? Are you fucking serious right now? This is, this is what I'm getting at. These, you are not journalists. You are fucking op-ed pieces posing as journalists. You could take anything and bend it to fit your fucking agenda. And it's it's one of the reasons I just don't give a shit until I get hard fucking facts about this. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to put it because it's, it, it's just nonsense coming out. And none of it's being, none of it's being fact-checked. All this shit's just being thrown against the wall, whatever sticks, sticks. And I, I mean, is CNN really a white, Christian, heterosexual, Hispanic? What? What the fuck has all that got to do with anything? If he was gay, it wouldn't make any fucking difference. If he was, well, if he was Muslim, we know it would make a difference to a lot of people. But, you know, it, it, no religion, race, sexual orientation has a monopoly on crazy I, I, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Maybe I should, maybe I'd be happier if I drank the Kool Aid. You know, but I, I, I don't see where all this shit. How does this help? How does this do anything but stir the pot? And of course, everybody on social media has got to fucking go on a rant about it. Like I almost just want to post literally obligatory school shooting post and just leave it at that. Well, did you hear the? Press conference about this. I, 
I don't know, it was the mayor or somebody or the principal or I don't know that got up there, the police chief. And it was, they just went through the list of every standard response. Our thoughts and prayers are with them. No parent should send their child to school and expect that they uh, encounter this kind of violence. It, it was just like five straight minutes of absolutely nothing. Just tropes. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't know what to say in that, in that instance either. Hey, by the way, according to Snopes, was he a dreamer? No. A registered Democrat? No. Was he pictured in an Antifa t-shirt? No. There was an Instagram account that was linked to him with an avatar wearing a MAGA hat, which that is true. But debate on whether or not it's him is... Well, yeah, the conservatives conservatives didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. They're like, well, he's got a Mexican-sounding name, so we should be yelling that we. this is why we need to keep the borders closed. But then we find out that he belonged to some white nationalist organization, so this is clearly a mental illness issue. It's, it, it, it reminds me of the, the whole uh, uh, George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin thing. You know, mm-hmm. certain certain news outlets reporting, well, he's, he's a white Hispanic. Right. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, cle- clearly, huh? though, I, I think the one thing that we know that we can take away from this is that it's not going to change anything. Yeah. But, Nobody the way, changed real- their mind. Nobody changed their position on this. It was, as soon as they found out, they had... You know this. Whatever aspect they chose to look at to confirm their beliefs, that's what they ran with. By the way, I just want to say real quick, I, I did some digging. Yeah, I spoke a little too fucking soon. Apparently, that fucking CNN uh, tweet or whatever it was a goof account. So that's on me. I should have. I guess I didn't fucking. That's twice yeah. we've gotten by. That's twice. Do, do, do my Twitter due weeks. diligence. We got because the fake news got us what with the the Trump should be the president should be shot out of a cannon. Fake news got us with that one too. But anyway, yeah, it happened. People like to doctor up the tweets. Yeah, yeah, that one was a yeah it was a it was a comedy writer or something. It was a yeah he didn't think it would go viral like it did. But anyway, I mean one of the things that I have seen start to be brought up in my circle of friends online is this is why we need to, we need more hands-on parenting true discipline true consequences for actions so kids start to understand it kind of what you're saying Chris life ain't a video game you don't get the fuck up and hit the reset button and get another shot at it, you know. And the amount of people coming in and attacking the person who posted that and the resulting argument, I was just like, I don't, that person's not saying beat your kids. That person's not saying, you know, treat your kids like, like fucking prisoners. What? I'm sorry, let's look at the statement. What's wrong with hands-on parenting? Why is that a dirty word in this case? Or a dirty phrase in this case? I know. I do. The, I, every day that goes by, I get more and more 
glad I didn't make people because I have no idea what's going on out there. And, t- and, what I'm, and uh, you know, maybe this is too right-wing of me. I don't fucking know. But what's wrong with teaching your children you are responsible for your actions? And you can put it, you can, you could, you could point the finger at everybody else, but ultimately you're the one who will pay the fucking consequences. I mean, I don't know, guys. I, it's not like I'm in favor of beating the shit out of children, but let me tell you something. My dad put his hands on me. I can count on one hand and have a couple fingers left over how many times he put his hands on me. But I knew if I crossed a line, that was going to happen. And one of the things he beat into my head, not literally, but one of the things he drilled into my head was, yes, there are guns in this house. No, you don't fucking touch them. If someone breaks in, you better crawl out a window. Go to the neighbor's house, dial 911. Don't think it's going to be the Wild West up in here. And I, 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 so I knew if he ever even thought I was fucking around with his guns, that's my ass. Now is it, it, it nowadays that's emotional abuse. Oh, dude. But fuck. Dude, we had the belt at my house, and that was reserved for if you really fucked up. Like, you know, I don't hate my parents. I didn't turn out to be a violent person. Like it was a, the the belt taught me consequences. Like if you like seriously, if you really fucked up and and hey, I I've never been arrested, so I could say it worked. And you know, uh, Something that, it, it, something that even kids understand. I knew when my dad spanked me that he really didn't want to do it because the way he used corporal punishment versus the way my mother did. My mother was: I'm walking through the room. I do something she doesn't like. She goes upside my head with no warning. What? I mean, I've been beaten with everything. You know, by her Hot Wheels racetracks, extension cords, you know, wooden spoons. She broke many wooden spoons over my fucking head and then beat me harder because I broke her wooden spoon. Bitch, you hit me with it. You know, I I didn't break that. You broke that. Dad, he would go, go to your room. And I knew I was in deep shit when he started talking through his teeth. Go to your room and, and just sit there until I'm calm enough to deal with you. That was the difference. And when he came in, he laid it out. This is why I'm doing this. You understand that you got to have consequences. You, I can't have you try, you know, you and your sister trying to kill each other, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it was, you know, was. What was involved too is I be, I harmed my sister. Yeah. Oh, my sister would pick up a knife and threaten me with it in a heartbeat. So, I mean, it was, it was like Thunderdome in my house when parents were around. <laughs> and he walked in in the middle of it one time, and she tried to throw the fucking knife across the room and act like she didn't have it. And he goes, I fucking walked in and saw it in your hand. I didn't have a knife. And here I am holding, like, like a, 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 my little black and white 13-inch TV, like, come here, bitch. I'll bust this over your head. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on in my house when I'm not home? <laughs> Listen, I know there's a gun in this house, but I got this TV instead. but see once again exactly even even my sister who would pick up a knife and threaten me with it knew better than to go get dad's gun knew better i mean i i i can't put it all at the feet of parents because in today's society a lot of 
how we grew up has been taken away from them. And yeah, it's just, there's a less tools in the tool belt for the parents. What can you do? I mean, what can there's? I don't know. It's it once again. It's a it, there's a lot of moving parts to, to the, these type of discussions, and they're not sexy. And if they're not sexy, the media is not going to talk about it. You know, the media isn't going to talk about better parenting. And if they do, it's going to be some touchy-feely fucking, you know, rub your crystals and open your third eye chakra bullshit. And, I mean, come the fuck out. Okay, we got, a, we got two generations raised on timeouts. How's that working out for us? I mean, I, I you know, what do you do? What do you do? And the problem is, no one wants to really have those conversations. Like I said, my friend posted that, and it was, how dare you post this when there's 17 children laying dead? You're trying to politicize the issue. And then in the next breath, we need to ban all guns. Okay, so congratulations, now you're politicizing the issue. You're doing exactly what you're chastising this person for doing. Well, right. I mean, anything outside of thoughts and prayers is a politicize, is politicizing the issue. I, well, exactly, exactly. And it, once again, where are the people pointing out the obvious here? To the right, who go to all these people who go mental health? Really? Then why? Do, why are you always in favor of defunding mental health? And to the left, mm-hmm. who says no one but police and, and, and soldiers should have guns? Oh, you mean the baby killers and the modern day uh, 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 slave hunters? Those are the people should have guns. Well, I mean, and also. I, I just take exception to the idea of politicizing an issue because politics is how we solve problems. As a society, that is the option for solving problems. But there's a and to say to say that you're you're just you're being political if you have a solution for a problem is ridiculous. Well, what you. What is the other option to just tell everybody that you know and hope the word spreads and everybody but, gets on the same side? And why if you want to get something done, you fucking, it's got to be political. That's the problem solver. And why I agree with you on that, we are all intelligent enough to understand there's a difference between trying to solve the issue and people putting spin on it to push an agenda that they had before this ever happened. And that's yeah. well, that's where we need to stop saying, stop politicizing the issue. We need to say, no, stop trying to fucking spin the issue to your pet cause or or whatever, or, or, or stop trying to, right. to push a narrative that's not there simply because... That, you know, he, I, I'm, I don't disagree with you, but the, the difference is just a matter of opinion. If you believe that gun control is the answer, then your, answer, the, the, your response doesn't change. But I don't think, I, see, I don't see that as putting spin on it. See, to me, that's, that's just someone's solution that I don't, that I, that's a very either or all or nothing solution. Well, 
that I just don't necessarily agree with completely. Yeah, no, absolutely. you don't want you you don't want fucking people with a documented history of mental illness, you know, of violence, of of whatever the fuck, to have easy access to weapons. Of course. And this is where my friends would go, I thought you were a pro-Second Amendment guy. I am. What I'm not is a fucking idiot. All right? <laughs> I'm sorry. If you are schizophrenic and you hear voices telling you to kill people, no, you probably shouldn't own a gun. In fact, what? Uh, you probably shouldn't own anything sharper than a butter knife. Come on. I'm an American. I have rights. Yeah, you have rights. So do the voices in my head. <laughs> oh boy! Right, we're gonna go down that road. Well, or no, that's you, not, that's the, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be devil's advocate on the other side of that argument. I mean, look if 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 I was legally blind, they wouldn't hand me a fucking driver's license. Period. Wait, wait, like five or ten years, dude. I'm sure you'll be able to some kind of lawsuit. You know, I've always I've always wondered why they have braille. Ten drive have a self-driving car. You're, I've you're, always you're oppressing me. Well, hold on, because I've always wondered why we have Braille on drive-up ATMs. Like, what What blind people are pulling up like, oh, let me feel around for my PIN number here. <laughs> it's a drive-up ATM. It's not even an ATM in a vestibule. That would make a little bit of sense. It just comes with the buttons. Yeah, but, but they only make, like, you're going to make an ATM unit. You make one ATM unit. You don't go, this one's going in the lobby somewhere, and this yeah. one will go in a driver. I guess. It's, I a sta- it's just standardized. But no, I'm I'm for rational, logical regulations, and I, yeah, I hate to, right. I hate to be that guy because we can't just have anybody can walk into a store and walk out with fucking whatever they can afford to buy. We can't sure. have that because we're, we're a- I, I truly believe the vast majority of people wouldn't commit crimes. But the ones who are prone to would see that's like a fucking shopping spree to them. Okay, fuck it. So I can, I can, I mean, think about, think about this. If I'm correct, because it's been a while, and I, I, I really tried to get hold of my brother to talk to him today about the laws in Florida. But if I'm correct, Florida rolled back its its uh, background checks to where they don't even look into the mental health of a person buying a handgun. Or a semi-automatic rifle. He's oh well, there's a whole bill set up that by Obama to have thorough uh, mental mental health checks incorporated into gun checks, and that was scrapped by Trump because anything Obama touched was poison automatically. Oh yeah, of course. I I don't know. It's the, the sad part is, is that the reasonable part of me goes, yeah, we do need to talk about mental health in this country, and we need to do it not when, the, not only when shit like this happens. Yeah. It needs to be a constant conversation because we have way too much of just medicated away, and it doesn't work with everybody. Right. Not everybody is built the same, wired the same. It's interesting every time that we talk about mental health, it's because there's some, you know, incident that seems really horrific to us. And, you know, the every other day of the year, nobody gives a shit that 
Uh, well, I mean, let's, let's look at other places that were failing on mental health in this country. We fucking jail them, first of all. If you're, if you're mentally ill, you're not going to get proper treatment. You're not going to be able to hold down a job. You're going to be homeless and then eventually come uh, in contact with the law and be thrown in a jail cell. That's how we treat mental health in this country. We let them fucking rot because they, they're just, we don't know what else to do with them. And I, look at the opioid crisis too. Mental health plays a huge part in the opioid deaths in this country. If it didn't cost $70 an hour that you're, even though you pay for insurance, they're not going to cover any of that, then maybe some of these people would go and sit down and talk about their problems instead of just drowning them in pills or any other number of drugs. So mental, mental health applies to a lot of things that we are not paying attention to in this country. And to just roll it out when there's a school shooting is kind of offensive. Not but, only nobody, offensive but nobody really cares about those people. Exactly. It's, 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 not, it's not only offensive, it's, it shows us as a society... It holds a mirror up to us and shows us that we really don't give a fuck until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, what can we do? The, these, are, these are people that have ostracized themselves from society, you know? If they can't hold down a job, if they turn to drugs or crime or whatever, well, then, you know, we can't fix that. Well, sure, you're going to have, no matter what you do, a certain percentage of your society, of any given society, that's going to go astray. That's not going to want to play by the rules. But we're letting people that could leave fulfilling lives and could contribute to society just slip through the cracks because we really don't give a shit. Well, there's no profit margin in it. And until we find a way to, or, or the profits aren't big enough well, no, to, to, the, in, in, the profits are on the wrong side. The profits are in building the jails and housing people. That's what, and, that's what I'm getting at. They found, a, they found a way to exploit the legal system to make a profit off of throwing people in jail. If they spent half the effort that they did over the last 30, 40 years doing that into trying to help people who are mentally ill before it gets to this point, we would be... Light, not light years, but you know what I'm saying. We would be many more miles down the road to, to, to closer to the solution than we are now. Right. So we we've seen everybody's taken an aspect of this incident and many others like them, and ran with it, thinking that that is the solution to a problem that we have, and. It's really a, it's a crossroads, right? Or I don't know what, what happens when three roads come together. Does that ever happen? They, they you have tri roads. Tri roads. It's, <laughs> it's it, it's it's about gun control. It's about mental health. It's about the way that we raise our kids, and maybe even broader than that, about how we have just uh, vast millions of people in this country that are just 
disaffected, that I just feel ostracized. Now, I still, I still say that. Said that though. Wait, hold on though. Okay. Because having having said that, if a politician right now got up and laid all that out, would anybody in this country listen to them? Fuck no. No. It would most likely be a Democrat, and we'd go. This is the problem. This is the problem with the Democrats. They can't get a concise message. They're all over the place. I mean, take the, the, the memo that nobody's talking about anymore now. You know, the, the Republicans, what is, they, they wanted to release a memo. It was four fucking pages. Right? The Democrats say, hey, we want to have our say. They have a 10-page memo. Bitch, I would have went shorter. <laughs> yeah, no. A page. I would have put, put page and a half laying out that you could lay out the core argument to why the Republican memo is false in a page and a half. You did not need 10 pages. You could even argue that the reason, the reason that the uh, Trump felt like it was okay to say that that memo shouldn't be released because it really, it's got too much classified information in it was because it was fucking 10 pages so, while there, these issues that, that happen in this country aren't about one thing that can be solved, the, the politicians that we react to and that we elect and that we, we keep in power are the ones who can do that, who boil it down to, this whole country is going to be great if we build a wall or if we get rid of toxic masculinity or, or whatever their pet issue is. So I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> this I really know. This always comes down it, to? Does this always end with we don't know? I say, I still say a very overlooked part of this that is just glossed over for whatever reason, is what the fuck is going on in schools to where you have people that are just... This, this is even on the table. Like I knew, I knew people who hated school. I knew people who fucking were violent in school. I knew people who fucking sold drugs in school, for fuck's sake. And I mean, it was, it, it was never... We never walked around going, oh boy, you know. Yeah, and yeah, in Florida, I knew a few people who brought weapons to school. All right, and it was never I, I, something I even thought about. Well, they're going to shoot up the place. No, I mean, maybe the answer's at home. Maybe it's my I mean, dad. There has to be a reason that schools are targeted as much as they are. And I don't buy into because they're gun-free zones and they know that they can at least get you know double-digit body count before there's a response. I don't buy that. And on top of that, there's this whole narrative that, that, that the Republicans, we need to put police in schools. Um, I work about a mile and a half from a high school, Wayne Memorial. And when school's in session, you can drive by and there's a cop parked out. So there's a cop car parked outside and a cop on, on the premises when school is in session at all times. 
This this already happens. Okay, so well, what more do they want? I mean, do they want kids basically going to boot camp? They want teachers with a bandolier around their fucking shoulders and an AK strapped to their back? I mean, I, so I'm not buying because, you know, we need police in schools and these are gun-free zones and this and this and this. And that's the reason they're going after there. The sole reason. I mean, I don't... I, I, Dude, this guy pulled a fire alarm and had people come outside. So all that shit yeah. was for nothing. Everything you just said, well, Rich, mattered nothing with the way this guy carried this out. Oh, wait a minute. You got your facts wrong. There was a, there was a fire drill earlier that day, and then there was what they thought was another drill later in the day when the actual shooting happened. He didn't pull a fire alarm, get everybody outside, and then start shooting them. Oh. My bad. Those, those are, I, I, the, oh, who knows, if, who knows, who knows that the fire alarm was connected in any way? You are it seems news. to be just a coincidence. Call myself. Or maybe that was, maybe this shooter was actually involved in tripping the fire alarm just to kind of, you know, uh, throw people off. I don't know. Who, who's to say? But, it is interesting that, like, if the, if this was somebody who wanted to go shoot up a bunch of movie execs, he would never be able to get on the lot. But school, yeah. hey, uh, so it's not impossible. Like, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with your with what you're saying about schools. But well, I'm going to tell you. It is. It's here. not unreasonable to say that, like, you can have a facility on lockdown. Well, I'm telling you a story. I'd be a little delicate here, but uh, wife's got a, a a cousin or a no, actually, it's a nephew or something like that. Uh, it, you know, little little truancy problem. Uh, and one of the times that he uh, gets busted for cutting school, they asked him, "How'd you get out?" We got cameras in every door. He said, I walked out the front door. What do you mean? Like, you have cameras on all the other doors. You don't have a camera on the front door. So, is it, is everything, do we got maybe a lot of security theater going on at the schools, perhaps? Like, like what, like what goes down at the airport? Well, I know that the, you know, a job I've worked before, we did a lot of catering for schools. And, this was schools in Detroit, Southfield, Livonia, Farmington Hills. I had to be buzzed in at any door I went to. None of those doors were unlocked. And I remember after I graduated yeah. high school, um, I had a particular teacher that I was really fond of. And a few years later, I went back to the school. I walked the fuck in. I just opened the door, walked in, and I didn't even report to the office. I just went to his classroom and talked to him. So, I mean, that's, maybe it's the, the, the areas where the school is located. I mean, maybe if you go out into the, to the boonies, it's still like that, and it's more densely populated. They have, you know, like I said, you have to be buzzed in, and there's, yeah, 
there's cameras right there. They can see you. They can see what you, I mean, I actually had a school security guard come up and he goes, what's in the bags? And I'm like, bombs. food. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of bombs, sir. I'm here to blow up all the children. The fuck you think's in the bag? I'm in a pizza shirt. Pizza's out in the bag. Get out of a car with a car topper. This is yeah. pizza place on it. Yeah. I'm here to blow up the children. No. Sorry. But no, I, so I, once again, it, but you would never know these things based on what these out of touch politicians who are going to fucking try to make their bones on this subject are going to say, oh, we need lockdown schools and, 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 and police at schools and et cetera, et cetera. That already happens. Period. All right. Maybe it doesn't happen to every school. I'm pretty sure you probably go to a to a rich neighborhood. There's probably not a fucking city cop patrolling the hallways. We had a quote unquote liaison officer at our school. Now I went to high school. I graduated pre Columbine. It's just it's just once again it's 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 a it's well, let's get to the quick solution. You know, the people who want to ban guns, that's their quick solution. To the people who are pro-gun, it's arm everybody. And I mean... You have, issue them a pistol at kindergarten. Yeah, but we let's can't take even... it all we, the way through eighth grade. We can't even fucking get school supplies. Teachers have to buy their own school supplies. You're telling me that we're going to federally fund teachers and, get, and issue them Glocks? Really? But Johnny, Johnny can't write nothing down because he doesn't have a pencil or paper. Something that if, you know, when, at least when I was going to school, once again, I feel like such an old fucker time I say that, but if, if you lost your pencil, you went up to the teacher, hey, can I get a pencil? Sure, they open a drawer and they hand it to you. Apparently, that's, those days are gone, or unless the teacher's spending their own money. So once again, what, what, is, what is a more pressing issue? School shootings or having the basic supplies you need in the school? But I guarantee you, if fucking or some politician puts it out there to let's pass a law and issue teachers handguns, yeah, you no. get overwhelming support from people who go, I ain't going to pay for some fucking poor kid whose parents can't, <coughs> are too irresponsible to buy him a fucking trapper keeper and pencils and paper. No. They have a hard enough time just trying to pass a millage for standard supplies. And what's issuing a pistol to someone who makes thirty grand a year going to do? It might backfire on you. Uh, yeah, big time. <laughs> I, you know, teacher suicides go up. Well, 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 well that, that back, I, backfire meant to mean a lot of things. Yeah, not to, not to make light of the situation, but... I wonder how long until some of those teachers snapped, you know, because I, they get, we, we've had these discussions before about teachers. They get shit on for the job we asked them to do. I mean, they, they, it is a thankless job as far as job security, retirement, all that. Yeah. Well, not if you consider their job to house your kids so you don't have to pay for daycare. <laughs> is it, is it, then they're paid, well, paid appropriately. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
don't know. I think daycare costs you more than sending the kid to school. I mean, it, it, you could. I can imagine you, no, a, a family of two, a family of four with two kids could easily spend thirty thousand dollars a year in daycare, real easy, if the school wasn't around, and they had to no. send them to daycare year round. No, that's, but that's what I'm saying. They, in, their pay is a reflection of how important we think their job is. Just like it is everywhere else in society. Well, we should think it's more important. But I think I'm starting another discussion. Well, I mean, it kind of folds into the issue of what's going on in schools. I mean, if you're not attracting the best candidates and you basically have half of, I mean, I'm just pulling numbers out my ass. I have nothing to back this up. I'm just going to say, let's say half the teachers there just look at their job as I'm here to babysit these brats for, you know, eight, seven hours a day. Uh, you know why that kids at private school get a better education? Because the teachers are they, paid fucking better. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing how better, how much more people care about their jobs when they're compensated accordingly. Exactly. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, you know, you always hear me talk about, I want more of my tax refund for I never use the schools. What the fuck are we paying for schools for? I mean... I mean, I get it. There's infrastructure and all this, but I mean, for real, why why aren't the teachers making good money? No, here, I mean, at least your money would be going somewhere. Like, it, I, if we only consider the school as a place to to house and socialize the kids, then by that aspect, certainly you shouldn't be paying for it if you, if you don't have kids that go to school. But, you know, ideally, at least, we, we should want more out of that. It should, our schools should be creating responsible citizens. Well, yeah. And if, if and if they are doing that, then you do have a vested interest, and you should be paying that regardless if you have kids that go to school or not. If we've guaranteed, if that's one thing we've guaranteed all of our citizens, one thing we've actually said is a right is, hey, you got a right to an education is we should be paying these teachers well they're they're you you are molding and shaping the the next and future generations well i mean there's also the the unsexy fact that school i can't speak to what school used to be like before i was around but i mean i i know what it's i know what it has evolved into since I've been around and it's more of an indoctrination process than teaching you anything. It really is. And the, the teachers I know, the overwhelming majority of them are openly, you know, liberal and, and, you know, I, I, I don't even know what left leaning, I guess. See, that was my beef with college. It was more, I was, it was about, I was there to hear the, the teacher's opinions and not learn the material of the very expensive textbook I just bought. But, I mean, I don't know, when it, to me, uh, when I was in school, it, I, I didn't, it really didn't seem like that. I mean, to me, at least when I was in school, what struck me was the quality of the two educational systems, because I, I switched to the public education system in 10th grade, and I like to refer to 10th grade is my vacation year 
because I was literally a year ahead of everybody. Like reading all the same books in English class, same math classes, same science classes, same like it it was mind boggling to me, like, holy shit, I'm a year ahead of these people, literally. Just going for me, I never went to a private school, but when my mom married my stepdad, we moved out to Milford. So going from a Garden City and Westland School District to the Milford School District, I couldn't believe the difference in school, in, in in the teachers, the school, the resources available. You know, and for people that aren't from this area, you know, the areas I, I Westland Garden City, they're not. They're not hood or white trash. I mean, at least when I was a kid. But they're they're working class, you know. And Milford was uh, solidly upper middle class. And and yeah. once again, well, I'm sorry. What'd you say? There you go. There you go. I was just trying to get at. <laughs> Moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I was bummed when I had to go back, when mom got divorced, and I was like, really? I got to go back to them shit schools? Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know? I was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> because it went, it literally went from having teachers who cared, who wanted to engage the students and, and get them to think and get them to question things. And that's why I had a teacher tell me something in, in, Muir Junior High in Milford it stuck with me all my life he said Rich your blessing and your curse is you question everything and you just have to learn when to turn that on and turn that off because if you go around questioning everything constantly you'll drive yourself nuts but it's a good thing that you do question everything that comes you know <laughs> or not question everything but that you question things that come up to you you don't just take things at face value someone says uh yeah, the sky's blue because that's the way God wanted it. Oh okay, problem solved. Never have to ask. I I know that for the rest of my life. No, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what? It don't make any fucking sense. Well, okay, bring to bring this back a little bit though. Like, I we've had the conversations about schools in general outside of of shootings, and definitely we have a problem with the our, the current system, but. I think the the simplest answer here. I mean, really, it's it's like Occam's razor, right? Like the 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 simplest answer is the right one. Why are these shootings happening at schools? Because that's where the kids are. Why do bombs get you know planted in crowded areas like the you know fucking marathon? Because that's where the that's where the people were. You know why? Why do terrorists look for shopping malls and and areas where people because people are coming to those areas? You know, if somebody if a if a kid wants to shoot up a bunch of other kids, he's not going to get on his bike and go to each one of their houses after school and. It, to me, like the the issues that we have with the schools are separate from this. See, I I can't agree that it's completely separate. I understand we got off track a little bit, but to be honest with you, if you are going to a school 
where the majority of the teachers there look at their job is just to basically get you to shut up as much as possible and sit through their fucking class to get you to the next class. And that's the level of give a shit that's at that school. That's going to trickle down to the students. And you have, once again, you take someone who has a tendency towards mental illness and you Mm -hmm. show them that no one gives a fuck about them and it's just going to compound the problem and they're going to start fucking obsessing and next thing you know, oh yeah, shooting up to school seems like a good fucking idea because I hate those people and those people don't care about me. I mean, I'm not saying that's a big part of it, but it is a part of it and it's a part that never gets talked about. It, we, we just, we don't bring, you know, we, we don't bring that up. It's just like, okay, you know, no bullying in school, no bullying in school. Okay, great. Unless you don't agree with the group think, the collective mindset, then it's okay. You know, show, you know, show up at school and say, you know, uh, whatever, I want to fucking, a Christian kid shows up and says, I want to pray before I eat. And you're going to have people that are going to be offended. Really? Who gives a fuck? Is he asking you to pray? I don't give a shit. Just say I don't give a shit if a Muslim kid wants to fight. You You want to fucking throw down a mat and, and, and kneel towards Mecca five times a day? Knock yourself out, homeboy. Just don't expect me to do it. And that's, we've shifted. We've went from, okay, we, we can't play dodgeball. We can't play cops and robbers at school. You can't play tag because people get hurt. You can't do this, you can't do that. To now it's more, if you don't go along with the herd, it's okay to bully that person. And it used to be like, you know, the burnout, you know, you had the burnouts, the outcasts were usually the ones getting picked on. Well, now the outcasts are are banded together and decided that it's their turn to be the bullies. And they see nothing wrong with it. I mean, if this kid was walking around with a fucking Make America Great Again hat, do you think he was really popular in the school? Uh, no. I mean, come on now. This is another aspect about this that bothers me, though. Like, the well, we saw a tweet from the president in response to this shooting about how, uh, I don't remember the specifics, but it was basically before anybody really knew any facts about this. I mean, Richie already went through the list of all the, the fake news yeah. that came out within 24 hours about the possible motives or background of this shooter. And the president's right there along with them, tweeting about how we should have seen this coming because, you know, he was online posting stuff and he was violent towards animals or whatever any of the other number of rumors that were out there. And it wasn't necessarily a call to action, but it was definitely... Uh, one of these, if you see something, say something that sounds innocent enough on its face, but that is not your answer. Do I mean, pay attention to your kids, know what they're doing online, know who they're interacting with? Absolutely. But everybody on the lookout for the next shooter, we're going to get this guy before before he snaps. That's going to be a fucking witch hunt. And there's going to be a lot of very confused young men, because this is, this is a, a man thing, that is one of the few constants in these shootings, 
never a woman. There's going to be a lot of of guys that uh, of kids that are going to be labeled by society before they even have a chance, and it'll be a self fulfilling prophecy. Maybe they don't snap at school, and maybe it's not a school shooting, but you've already made them feel like they're some kind of criminal. So why not? It goes back to yeah. It goes back to you know something that I. My parents, my dad told me through the system now. You know something my dad told me growing up. He said, "If you have a child, you tell that child its entire life until it's eighteen and moves out of your house that it's stupid. Don't be surprised when you got a stupid adult on your hands." I mean, and that's 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 the struggle between personal freedom and a safe society, and that's that's going to be a constant struggle as long as we have humans on this planet and that's we've we've always struggled with that did we go the authoritarian route okay this kid has all the markers of he could snap one day so we're gonna preemptively take care of that situation that go that flies in the face of our entire belief system supposedly when it comes to our justice system it it flies in the face of everything this country was supposedly founded on Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the president himself was tweeting what was it, just a couple of weeks ago about how we we don't do due process anymore. And as much as I fucking hate and, Cheeto Jesus, he's he's right on this one. Sorry, he, even, even a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about it. And, and by the way, just I want to interject this real quick. How sick of you guys are? Are you guys as sick as I am of watching like Bill Maher <laughs> seeing the shit we talk about like a week or two or a few days later and being like, what the fuck? We covered this two weeks ago. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I flash back to his last guest that 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 chick that we were talking about and the whole Me Too thing. And I'm sitting there watching it going, we've had these conversations already. Really? Yeah. But, all right, we're, we're, I guess we're we're hipsters when it comes to that. We're we're ahead of the curve. <laughs> Bill, that was so two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so over it, Bill. Hashtag times up on that. Okay, you already did that, Bill. But we, I don't. It's it's a very sad state of affairs when we have these incidents happen and. People just automatically just almost shut down and 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 or run to their run to their pre-approved corners and refuse to move from them. And it's like this is not how you this is not how you problem solve. This is what we've been doing now since Columbine. And Aaron, you're absolutely right. It was happening long before Columbine in certain areas of this country, and no one gave a fuck. Certain areas of this country, they've been dealing with this for 40, you know, whatever years. More than that, even. You know, violence in school doesn't doesn't even necessarily need to be a school shooting. I mean, kids getting jumped, kids getting beat, that shit happens all the time. You know, and surprise, surprise, the lower on the the socioeconomic ladder you go, the more likely it is to happen. Gee, it's shocking how that works, you know. I, 
But once again, we don't want to talk about any of this. Ban guns. It's a mental health issue. Everybody shut up. We figured it out for you. We've done your thinking for you, people. Mm-hmm. Just choose a side. And that's, that's what I resent when these things happen. It's like, fuck you. I can think for myself. I don't need you to tell me what to think. And fuck your pre-approved fucking opinions. I don't care about them. That's why I haven't engaged anyone on social media about this. I've had friends fucking, you know, make comments and I just let them go because it's like I'm you're just you're regurgitating talking points. There's not an original thought to a solution to this problem in your fucking head. You are literally yeah. repeating what what you read somewhere. And I'll I'll stick by getting the money out of politics as a starting point for this and any other problem that you want to solve. Yeah, that, if, that, if that, the people want to have their voice heard, they're never going to be able to shout down billions of dollars coming from corporate interests. Yeah, that New York Times it's article you shared. Happen. It's pretty eye-opening. And yeah. once again, why is that not splashed across the front page? Oh, because it's not. That sexy. wasn't even a recent story. That was from. I don't know, maybe it was the last, uh, maybe it it came out around the last shooting. I can't even keep track anymore. But yeah, I mean, it it lists, the the story in the New York Times listed, it was an opinion piece that listed the top 10 politicians that receive money from the NRA. And... They're pretty clear about it, too. They're like, this isn't just dollars contributed to campaigns. Like, this is also accounts for uh, money spent on behalf of of the politician. You know, so they, they may give, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars directly to, uh, to help get a, a politician elected, but then they can also turn around and make you know, advertisements and distribute them that would cost the the campaigns millions of dollars that they don't have to spend now. So you may as well have given that money directly to the politicians. Number one for the Senate's pretty and, interesting. Uh, I don't have it open in front of me. Uh, Share. Uh, oh, McCain. McCain. Yes. 7.7 million. 7.7 million dollars. Well, I mean, all of the all the top ten are Republicans, and it's pointed out that the top Democrat that in de- amount of dollar support received from the NRA falls, I think, at number forty, if I remember correctly. So like fifty bucks. It was a mistake. He probably had the same last name as a Republican. <laughs> they wired the money to the wrong account. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Can we get some of that back? Nope. That's not how this works. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, if you, if you want to change something about gun control, if you want to change something about how we handle mental health, if you want to change something about the, the way we uh, school our children, it's not going to get done unless you get the money out of politics. If you stop letting interests like the NRA and corporations, pharmaceutical companies, 
uh, um, the uh, oh, what's the term for it? People who build jails. <laughs> you prison know, industrial if you want to change all these issues, it's the prison industrial complex. Thank you. If you want to outvote these people, then you've got to say that they can't give money directly to politicians. It should be publicly funded. Or figuring out where they're funneling their money and stop putting their guys in office. But then we'd have to read more. We can't do that. But honestly, all bullshit aside, any politician who stood up and genuinely said, let's get money out of politics, wouldn't last long in politics. Oh, no, no. They'll be like, get this guy out of here. Yeah, does this asshole not know that's how we make our money? You know, half Congress just immediately hire a PI, like find some on this guy. He's got to go. Oh, he'd be, oh, yeah, yeah. He'd be Vince Foster real quick. Yeah, he committed suicide. He shot himself in the back of the head. Huh? (laughs) No, this isn't a a problem that could be solved by politicians. It's got to be the people organizing. So... But I don't know. I, I I just don't see why it's it's not something that anybody even talks about anymore. Because all the anybody's issue, pick your issue, whatever your issue is, you're being outvoted by organizations with way more money and influence than you have. Well, it's not being brought up because we've been conditioned that anyone who brings it up, oh, you're a commie, you're a socialist, you just hate rich people, you want to redistribute wealth, and we've also convinced a large chunk of Americans that they're just temporarily embarrassed millionaires, that one day they're going to have the fucking you know, private plane and indoor swimming pool and all that shit. So, right, and, that, and that's, how to, that's how you get your... Your message across is that you make enough money to be able to donate to the causes. To you want to outvote the Koch brothers, so you got to make as much money as the Koch brothers, or more money. It, I mean, it, it really is amazing how easy it is to get people convinced to vote against their own best interest. And to vote in the interest of the people who don't give a shit about them except for when the election cycle rolls around. I mean, it is really amazing how simple and easy that is if you have just an unscrupulous person with the motivation to do it. I mean, every time I think about it, I think about the, you know, I just, I think back to the fucking teabaggers, keep your government hands off my Medicaid. What? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 stop talking. <laughs> it's just like how do you? What's that? We need that drop from uh, uh, Billy Madison. What you just said is one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you got to be kidding me! But it works. It works. You know, Todd brought it up on his podcast, and something that we've talked about before. But you know, a person may be smart. People are dumb. And collectively, yeah. Yes. And it, the problem is, how do 
the, it trickles down from the top. The politicians have no interest in, in a well-educated, able to reason, and logical society. No group of citizens, and so they're not gonna they're not gonna push for that to be taught in schools. So you're not taught that growing up. Most of most I know a lot of people who learned the hard way about a lot of things by falling on their ass over and over again. And a lot of people, and I count myself amongst them, get frustrated and go, man, I just don't even want to fucking play the game anymore. I just, I I, I have no interest in it. I mean, it's a nihilistic point of view, but I just almost feel like, man, just blow it up and start over. But we're past that. That's not going to happen. I mean, it's just, it, it, there's no revolution coming. Not in the sense that we, that historically we think of revolutions. No one's picking up arms against the government. And if, in in the small groups that do will be taken care of very quickly and efficiently. Believe that. All you fat fuckers in the Michigan militia training on the weekends. All you're doing is fucking giving drone drone strikes. <laughs> all you're doing is, is is training to be targets for drone strikes. That's it. Period. So there's there's no answer there. And it's cynical of me. I understand that. And I don't like this part of myself. But the older I get, the more I'm like, what the fuck does a vote matter? I mean, what, really, what does it fucking matter? And I... <sighs> I don't know. It just seems it, it seems easier to disengage, and I know it just because it's the easy thing to do. It's not the right thing to do. But at the same time, there's a part of me that goes, "Fuck that! Use what little tiny fucking platform you have to plant as many seeds as you can, and just hope a few fucking take take root and grow." And. I, because once again, money in politics, politicians aren't going to get it out. They have no interest in that. That is that is not going to happen. Like you said, it's going to have to come from the people. The problem is politics. It's not that power corrupts, which it which it does. It, the problem is is that politics attracts corrupt people to it. Right. These people didn't need to be corrupted. They were corrupt walking through the fucking front door. They knew where they bought that shirt. Exactly. So who do you trust? Because a lot of people's bullshit detectors are really broken. And I mean, the the whole thing, Bernie was talking about get politics, get money out of politics, money out of politics. And what happened? They dug and dug and dug and found a $400,000 fucking vacation house. Oh, yeah, that's there you go. There you go. There's your money out of politics right there. It's like, really? And then they dug up the shit on his his old lady. His wife, what, I, I can't even remember what that was, because he was already done by the time they dug that up. Hiding all the assets? But, to, but also, but, because now, now we're in another discussion of, like, at some point we started hating success. And no matter what, we'll find something to, like, yeah. whenever you're, you're number one. All, Rich, we talk about on the sports podcast all the time. Whenever you're number one, there's always someone trying to take you down. And that... that just seems to apply broadly now in our culture. So. All right, but but on the, but on the subject of voting, I mean, yeah. 
if I'm, I'm with you, Rich. Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if my vote makes a difference ever, but it's all I got. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's the only thing we're given. <laughs> uh, but to it's it's difficult to still have confidence in that being something that you can uh, that, that is even effective when well look at the last year we've been talking about Russia and whether Trump colluded with Russia and what they did on Facebook and what they did on Twitter and what their intentions were and now we're coming up to 2018 elections and what's our plan? I know, right? No, nothing. The, Russia has not de-escalated. They've had wild success in interfering in attempting to interfere with our elections and other countries' elections. I read an article the other day they that said n- it's going to happen in 2018. So it's be ready for absolutely it. going to happen. And you know, I, I did actually read a story this week, or I'm sorry, this was earlier today that this came out, that the uh, top intelligence officials are going to be briefing all the uh, individual states on how to combat this. Interesting that they're not <laughs> briefing the White House on this. What I find hilarious is it's isn't it is isn't it really like a simple thing we were taught maybe in like fourth or fifth grade, like referencing like solves all of this, like people knowing where they're you know where they're getting their shit from. But I just find it comical. Sorry. Sorry. I- Everything dropped out for like a, a minute there. Oh, damn! You might not even. Heard I keep what I getting. Said. I keep getting these big gaps. I don't know what's going on. No, I was just saying a, a, a skill we're taught in fourth and fifth grade fixes all of this. I find that amusing. Like just basic referencing, knowing your source, yeah. combats this. Yeah. Well, well but, I mean, but, it does get. Uh, I don't know what kind of proof there is, but there it seems to go deeper than just a disinformation campaign. I mean, it's believed that Russians actually hacked into uh, voter registries as well. So, I don't know. And did what? It isn't, I don't know how you can... I don't know. Like this, that's. I'm telling you, this. they've been so vague on that's. I mean, that's kind of why, like, my bullshit detector goes off on this. Is like they've been really vague, like. Yeah, but what's bullshit? I mean, do you think that it's bullshit that Russia wants to influence our election? No, bullshit as in we're being told that they're influencing our election, but we never really gotten any specific answers. Well, no, we've gotten some rather specific answers. I mean, we, we're aware of the ways that they tried to influence our election with disinformation through social media. 
Correct, but when you Unless say you're that there's evidence a hardcore that they Trump packed supporter, into voter and registries, and I ask you, and did what? And you say you don't know. I mean, obviously they've been vague on that, right? Well, give me one. Let me let's throw. Let me let me throw on my twin tinfoil hat for a second and ask this question. Do you guys think it's possible that they do know how deep this meddling goes, and they're just terrified to fucking let the public know? I don't know. Look, uh, yes, I said I. I read a story that there was evidence that they hacked voter registries in certain states. I don't believe they know what the Russians did with that information. But what's your fucking point? That it's okay for them to have it? Oh, let's not secure that. Because what did they, what could they even do with it? I'm just thinking there's it, kind of answering both of you that it's more of we don't fucking know and we're making a boogeyman. We're still we're we're still trying to figure okay, so, it out. So you, so it's fake news, so, so Russian meddling doesn't exist because they can't point to exactly what they did with, with information about our, our, our registered voters? I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that they, they're still figuring it out, and until then, they're making a boogeyman. It's still unfolding. It's not a, it's not a boogeyman, then. If you're going to call it a boogeyman, you're, let's be clear about language here because I don't think you're saying what you're trying to say. If you're going to call it a boogeyman, you're saying that it doesn't exist. I'm saying it's maybe painted to be bigger than it is because they still don't know what it is. So, and so instead, the tactic is just create fear till we figure out what the fuck is going on because the masses eat fear up with a fucking spoon. I guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean Trump stole the White House based on preying on fear. I, I just think it's it's amazing. It's that not there are people fear as tactic if you're fighting something that is actually there and happening. I just think it's amazing. There's people that will sit there and argue that there's no way Russia could 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 or would ever meddle in any other country's business, let alone the U.S. When we have miles and miles of paperwork and paper trails proving that we've done that constantly at least at least post World War II all around the world. So what makes what makes that what makes Russia above trying it themselves? I mean, that's I think you'd have to be naive to not think that well, Russia would want to. Hussein was that was us going, no, you should have this kind of a government. That was us influencing an election in a way just right out in front of people no here try democracy it's great we love it you have it yeah and then when they elect in somebody who is going to rule by the uh, a religious law we got to go back in and remove them from power because no 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 <laughs> democracy didn't work the right way that we wanted it to work so we got to take care of it do you see what I'm saying this isn't even this isn't even up for debate. This happens all the fucking time. And we are the perpetrators of it. And you have these fucking flaggots, yes, F L A G G O T, who wrap themselves in the American flag and say, uh, uh, Russia never do that. Hey, hell, I, I love Trump. And uh, hey, Trump Trump wouldn't let that happen on his watch. What? 
really? Are you fucking serious? That jackass can't even get a toupee that stays on his fucking head when it's windy out. You think he's going to fucking stop Russia from doing something right. if they put their fucking mind to it? Grow oh, the fuck yeah. up. The, the, uh, the big scandal from the right this last week was the fact that it, it was... There's a story about how during the transition, it was in question as to what type of, of information would be passed on to the incoming administration and who they should be talking to. Things that are normally kind of cut and dry for transition teams. You have people who have passed security checks who are cleared for top secret information and you tell those people everything that you know about ongoing operations and intel and all this stuff. But there is a question as to, well, Look, these people. Some of these people are already under investigation. Should we be we be briefing them on this? Um, many of these people have not passed a security clearance. Are not have not been approved to handle top secret information. Should we be telling them that? What What did the right get out of this? Oh, Obama's part of the deep state. They're trying to keep top secret information from Trump. When it's pretty clear that the big question was they're either too corrupt or too stupid to handle this information. And whether you want to buy into Russia collusion story or not, it tells you a lot the amount of concern over Russia coming from the White House. We know that they did tamper, that they didn't. Well, let's not use the word tamper. Let's say influence. That they did try and influence our election previously, and they definitely will try it again. And there's zero concern coming from the White House about this issue. To me, that's enough to prove collusion right there. It's not enough for a legal case, but in my mind, that's collusion. But what do you do... To combat it, I mean, do you just do you shut off internet access to the to the United States? I mean, how do you? Because everything that well, I've you, read about you this, start with being aware and talking about it, because you're not going to be able to combat it if you don't even know what it is. Well, I agree. There, it's not like we aren't talking about it. Shit. Well, the White House isn't. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to inform the populace about how the Russians might try and sway their, their minds with fake information. Because, because why? Because the Russians are on their side. You know, the really sad part is that it, they don't even need to sway people with fake information. They just need to cast doubt on everybody, every media outlet, to where people go, I don't know what the fuck to believe. That's all they really need to do. Yeah. And we have pretty much done a lot of the heavy lifting for them. I mean, what I just, I, I, once again, all the fucking bullshit stories that came out around this school shooting. Really? I mean, I, I get that people, you know, people, a tragedy happens. And they want to, you know, they want to post something about it. They want to express how they feel about it. 
they find an article that backs up their already preconceived notions and they, and they post it. But I mean, it's just the amount of that happening to where someone posts something and the first fucking the guarantee if it's a if it's a, an article with any controversy to it whatsoever, within the first five responses, you're going to see fake news. And that's really that's all you need to do. You don't even need to discredit the journalists. You just need to cast doubt because now we're, we're through the looking glass and it's not facts. It's what I agree with. doesn't matter what the facts are. I don't agree with those facts, so they're fake. And Trump rode that wave to power. And it, it, whether Russia had something to do with it or not, the sad part is, like I said, we did most of the heavy lifting for whoever the fuck is doing this. You know, personally, yeah, I, I think Putin's enough of a cocksucking motherfucker to, 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 to just start shit just for the fuck of it. Just because he's that type of guy. You know, he's the type of guy, he don't need your lunch money, but he's going to take it from you anyways. And he kind of hopes you put up a fight that way he could beat the shit out of you. We all know people. We've all known people like that in our lives. You know, this guy just happens to be in control of a fucking world power. I, I, you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up is where do we do we come back from this, or has this permanently changed the landscape of how we we take in information? From news sources. Well, no, I don't. We don't. We've never. You don't come back from anything. This is this is another step in the evolution of this country. We're not going to go back to old ways. I'm not talking about going back to newspapers and shit. I'm talking about. Is it possible like, do, to? Re- are you asking? Do we recover our pride as a nation? I'm asking. Or do, do we, we just re- continue we do, to sink? Do we recover from fake news ever, or do we just, or do we just like we've done with language, come up with new terms for it, and it's here to fucking stay? Well, whether the term goes or stays, I think the the real question is. Are we ever going to trust the media again? That's what I, I, I just I don't I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah, I think that there's a. The I think that ship is not sailed. saying anything. Pretty much said everything that needed to be said. I, I think people are they have their their selected sources where they get their information from and they're going to keep going back to that well constantly. I mean, the fact that the fact that InfoWars is now considered by a, a scary number of people to be a legitimate source of information it's, wow. is mind-boggling to me. For a man who admits that he's theater. But, you know, he just he said that in court just so they wouldn't take his kids from him. You know, that's the only reason he said you see what I'm saying? The layers of bullshit upon bullshit upon bullshit. You know, it's just amazing. 
And people just go, okay, I like Alex Jones. So I, be, I, I believe it's bullshit. It's that simple. There's, there's no mind control. There's no fucking subliminal messages he's sending out. He gets up on air. He gets himself worked up. He screams. He says they're putting shit in the water to make the frogs gay. And people like him. That's it. it there's no great conspiracy about that. You know, and it doesn't matter how much proof you show people. Jesus Christ, I found a video that was an hour and a half long of every single time over a five-year period Alex Jones had been wrong. And in their comment, I mean, you know, it's a YouTube video, comment section, right? there. It's like the ninth circle of hell right there. <laughs> but you go in the comment section, and it's literally, well, this is all bullshit. It's all fake. This is documentation. <laughs> <laughs> they could have just made a 15 minute video every time he was right and it would be him like saying offhand comments like hot pockets are good <laughs> <laughs> so no frog porn no gay frog porn in that mashup there rich huh? no it, it actually started with the whole y2k thing they they dug, they dug that deep they went back to his roots in, in uh uh austin like he's just a which, weatherman. Which, which is, you know, it's funny because he was treated as an oddity in Austin that, like, the, how do I put it? Like the, like, almost like a Stephen Colbert. You know, it, it was like, Satirical. oh. Satirical. Yeah. It's like, an act. We, we, yes. And then post 9-11, and and Hurricane Katrina, for whatever reason, he ejaculated FEMA camps out of his mouth, and it just it struck a chord with the with the, the you know the tinfoil hatters, and he's just been growing since then. I mean, he, the man puts out a quote unquote documentaries on average like one or two a year, and they all have said the same thing up to Trump. You know, he was attacking Bush, then he was attacking uh, uh, Hillary, then he was attacking Obama, but uh, but Trump is Trump's above reproach. There's no the Trump deception presented by Infowars. None of that shit. You know, it, 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 and how people can look at that and go, oh, well, you know, that's that's the guy who he really believes what he's saying. No, he fucking doesn't. He's a snake oil salesman. He, he literally sells supplements to people and uses his radio show as a platform to do it. And it's a... How that's not laughed at. That's like the Jim Baker and the PTL Club when they were selling uh, food for when the, when, when the rapture hits. Like and the, it's like it's like the guy that's giving away miracle water on late night TV nowadays. What's his name? I forget what his fucking name is. But he's giving away miracle spring water that apparently makes you rich. According to all the testimonials in the ad. Remember, remember when the 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 the, the person in your family who bought the tabloids brought the brought the Inquirer home with the blue dot, the lucky blue dot, and only black people were there. And it's like you know everybody laughed at it. Because, you know, you're supposed to cut this blue dot out and you put it in your wallet or your purse and it's going to bring you luck and prosperity and shit. Everybody laughed at that. I've never heard that one. Really? You've never seen it? Yeah. Um, No. I'll say this. As my grandmother started sliding deeper and deeper into dementia, 
uh, tabloids seemed to be the only thing she could read because it's very short. So, you know, she, she used to read books constantly. She, I, I, she stopped because I think she couldn't remember what she'd been reading. But tabloids are, you know, written at a, like a, what, a second grade level, a couple paragraphs, a bunch, bunch of pictures. And so she'd leave them around. And one day I saw that she'd cut something out. Yeah, so Alex Jones basically made a, has made a living selling people the blue dot. And he's, he's good at it. I mean, he, he's convinced a lot of people, people that, people that I thought had more than a few brain cells to rub together. Turned it into piles of money. It's because he delivers it with conviction. Like, if you believe what you're saying in enough, well, is, that, is that it? Will people just buy into it, too? I guess. But I just, I don't know. I've always felt just because you say something with a lot of conviction doesn't necessarily make it right. Doesn't make it correct. There's a lot of people in lots of types of churches that would disagree with you, sir. That's where I picked that up on, up on that. You know, I mean, I one of the churches that I was dragged to as a kid. You know, it was the old style, hellfire and brimstone preaching. You know, they had the tube amp, run a mic into the tube amp. So when he would get loud and lowered and all that, it distort and shit. And I was just like, this is this is like a concert for old people. That's all this is. Hey, this for people who don't want to go to DTE. <laughs> I am from a family where they, at both sides of my family are firmly believe that there's an invisible man in the sky, you know, watching everything you do. And you're on a good or bad list, like fucking Santa Claus. But, you know, whatever. You know, they people choose to do it. We choose to not do it. But that's... I think that's all we need to say. I, I think that kind of makes our argument for Alex Jones right there. You say something with enough conviction, anyone will buy it. Now we have this problem. He's turned it into big piles of money. And he's went from thousands of listeners to millions of listeners. Yeah. I mean, it's he's kind of the the, the template for alternative media. You know, he yeah, he was on TV, I, I believe, at one point, but not for a very long time, if I'm correct. And he's, I don't even, I, he's on terrestrial radio in some places, but I venture to guess most people get their, their, their fill of him online. You know, he's turned InfoWars into a, I mean, to, to a, yeah. a, a legit, if you're just going to look at the numbers... Not at the message, not at the stories, not at the facts that he gets wrong. He's turned Infowars into a legit media yeah, outlet. He he is a God damn it. He he is a model for content creating. He, he like he's a pioneer in the content creating field. You guys, uh, you guys aren't Homeland watchers, are you? Uh, no, Mandy is, but not me. Okay, they had. A character that appeared last season and is continued into this season story that's very central to the story and is clearly modeled after Alex Jones. But it's um, it's interesting the way they portray him he's, because he's not. I'm not going to say he's a hero, but. They portray him as somebody with conviction in his beliefs and is doing something heroic because he's, well, 
as part of the story, he's like, he, he gets wrapped up in this government conspiracy and he's on the run. Uh, you know, moving from town to town, finding spaces where you can record and upload. Was he the fucking Incredible Hulk? Right, yeah, he should have his own show on TBS. <laughs> Rowing some town Every to town, week. looking to podcast. You know, the, I don't know, this this season of Homeland is really interesting because a, a lot of the times it's... Uh, you know, some there's some kind of like government conspiracy where like you know somebody's gone rogue and they have to find the agent who ratted them out or something, or there's some deeper conspiracy. This season involves a story where the president has uh, so the Democratic president gets elected. She has an attempt made on her life that's was actually staged by the intelligence community, directed by the Republicans, and Carrie's the only one who can solve it, and she's not even working for the FBI anymore. She's just on her own. And I'm like, this is no fucking good guys and no law and order anywhere in this story. Both the Democrats and the Republicans are breaking the law, and somebody who's not even hired by intelligence communities anymore is going to try and bust it wide open. This doesn't make any sense. Hey, sounds accurate. I mean, it, for current it administration. Maybe, maybe kind of, right. I, I think maybe it's a reflection of just the chaos that we're seeing where people don't know or don't even know if there is a right side. They're just trying to go with the least wrong side. <laughs> That's kind of like the last election, wasn't it? Well, it's 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 the view of yeah. a lot of people. You know, it, people want to look back at history and go, "Who's the good guys and who's the bad guys?" And if you look on a long enough timeline, it's, it's just bad guys who won and bad guys who lost. Really, it's all relative. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're taught here in America that we won World War II. You go say that shit across the pond in the wrong pub, you might. Be spitting chiclets, you know. Sword losers. But I had to come bail them out. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to Doug Sandholm. Oh, we had to bail them out. I just went through my phone. I didn't see any text asking for muscle from the French last night. (laughs) (laughs) I read read the history books. No one down. (laughs) Now, Homeland. Okay, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because it's one of those shows that I've never watched, but I've heard a lot about. Is it? Is do you, is that a, the type of show? Is it a type of show? I'll eventually remember how to use my words. That has a political agenda, like a, a perspective that they push, or is it kind of a like uh, no. a, like like just just like they, they just put a camera on it and then they let the viewers come to their own conclusions. Um, well, no, I mean, there's, there's a definite story that they're telling and, uh, but it doesn't, it's not drawn down party lines, if that's what you're asking. So like, it's it's, like, it uh, doesn't seem to have a skew to it. It's not America, fuck yeah, or, you know, the shame, shame, you naughty American. It's not either one of those extremes. Yeah, no, it isn't because... 
I, I think it does a, a pretty good job of showing both of those sides, actually. Yeah, and I mean, I th- that's that's probably my my guess why it's a critical darling mm-hmm. and it has a loyal following, but it's not Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Walking Dead level of you know right. Game of Thrones as far as our attention because that was a lot of people's beef with with The Wire was you know people went into it expecting to see a police procedural and it wasn't that. And on top of that, it didn't portray police as, you know, superheroes. A lot of times they were just as petty as the criminals, and the reason they wanted to bust the criminals is because, God damn it, I'm smarter than them. It was, it, it was, a, it was an affront to their ego that these crimes they were getting away with. It had nothing yeah. to do with, I want to make society better. No, I think the, I think the wires are an apt comparison. <laughs> Good old Clay Davis. <laughs> There's like a five minute supercut of him just saying that from, <laughs> from oh, all the seasons. Well, isn't that was it the in episode one? It was uh, McNulty and, and Bunk that come into the crime scene, and the only dialogue is shit. But they it's no, no, delivered it's in. Oh yeah, it's fuck. That's right. <laughs> they they come in and they deliver like. They deliver every fuck that you could possibly give. You know, like, fuck, 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 fuck. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and the bitch of it is, at the, and yeah, because it's the it was a crime scene, and they're trying to figure out how the person, the the lady that was killed, and it was funny because the superintendent lets him in, and he's just standing there watching him. <laughs> and it's like a four-minute scene, and at the end, they've pretty much figured out exactly how she was killed. Three minutes, 33 seconds, according to the internet. Okay. and I'm actually rolling it right now. <laughs> I've been rolling for 30 seconds. I haven't said anything yet. But yeah, I mean, and, and he's just like looking at him like, huh? What the fuck? <laughs> this is police work? <laughs> right. Yeah, no, but there's a lot. there's a lot of interaction between the two characters, too, in there. You know they're they're communicating. You know, he's laying out the pictures, even the floor. though there's no real dialogue, oh, other than "fuck." There you go. Well, I know that in in Homeland, I don't know the specifics of it, but I know that uh, a main character at some point is revealed to be like a double agent or a traitor or something, isn't he? So, I, I yeah. Know. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean the, the the shit that's happening in this season, it's it it's gone through all seasons, and it's just now coming to a head. Gotcha. Okay. So there's there's an operator in the show who it starts off. You just think that like, well, he's just one of these you know uh, mavericks that just has his own agenda. And then it gets all the way to the point where you're like, no, clearly this is like anti-American behavior and he's acting in a totalitarian way. But that's the, that's the thing is like, I don't, I don't, I think I realize now, uh, I didn't lay it out clearly enough, but there's the, the anti-government operative that's operate that, you know, is, uh, actually 
staged the hit on the president. The president, in response, locked up like hundreds of people involved in the intelligence community, in the military, uh, without due process. So, yeah, like I said, there's no good guy in there. Gotcha. There's no, it's not like, it's not like the, uh, the the secret government agent is definitely more right wing, but the, the left wingers in the show are acting just as totalitarian, just in different ways. (laughs) So it's realistic. (laughs) <laughs> ding 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 yes it's yeah. the horseshoe theory your flip sides are the same coin guys <laughs> oh boy yeah it's, it's definitely on my eventually get around to watch list I mean Christ it took me four years after the wire went off there to watch it so yeah. it, it, it it might be one of them type situations and you guys turned me on to billions oh uh, comes ooh, back yeah in I April. can't wait oh, okay. oh man I can't. you're April it's what the third season? Yeah, April's gonna have yeah. that to Silicon Valley. Archer. I mean, for me, April's really the TV I watch. Generally, comes on in the spring. I'm looking forward to the new HBO show with Bill Hader. Have you guys seen ads for that? I have. I forget it, what it's called. The setup is I forget what it's called too. But the setup is he's a hitman, and he gets sent on a job that requires him to like. You know, make a hit on somebody that is apparently working with some theater troupe or is in a class for it or something like that. And he gets bit with the acting bug. And it, it does, it's not like the best premise ever, but I love Bill Hader. And also, I can't remember the name of the actor that is playing like his. Uh, I don't. I don't know if hitmen have agents. <laughs> like he's, he's the guy who gives them his assignments, I guess. But anyway, his, his handler. Yeah, it's his handler. That's probably a good term for it. It sounds like. I mean, just from the premise, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll be vastly different. But it almost sounds like uh, Gross Point Blank. I uh, no, I think that looks to be an apt comparison. It's got the the same kind of dark sense of humor. It, it seems. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. It's not the most original story. You know, he's a hitman and he wants to like do something else. You know, be human or or whatever. <laughs> well, as long as it's not John Wick Part Three, you know. You know, I, I'm just saying. I, that I really like both those. I had no idea what the setup for that movie was going into it, and it came on one night. The and first I'm watching one you're it, talking yeah, about. yeah, the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And, I, and I'm like, this is all because they killed his dog. Yeah, man, kill man's dog. Spoiler like, alert. <laughs> well, it's in the first what 10, 15 minutes of the movie. I was like, yeah. I, I'm like, so he's just like, oh hell no, that's man's best friend. Everybody's got to die now. And I was just like, God damn, all right. I mean, it would, it, 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 I, you know, killing an animal, whatever, I understand. But it's like, really? I, that's a little bit well, more light than I thought it would 
be? Like, I thought maybe, like, they killed his wife, or it was, like, taken. No, because like, the, you know. I think the whole concept of the movie is to be an action film with the fat stripped off. Like, let's just concentrate on the action. Let's give a basic revenge story so we have uh, a motivation for our main character, and let's get to the nitty-gritty. We want some cool uh, chase scenes. We want, you know, lots of shooting, lots of blood. You know, it's an action film. It well, gets it gets right to the core of it, and I, I, I find no problem with that whatsoever because the both movies have been beautifully directed, and some of the the best fight scenes in modern cinema cinema. Because there's the thing is like unless a movie's really good, as much as I like action films, when you get to that big climatic, everything's blowing up scene and you can't keep track of of what's going on, I start to doze off. You know, I, I love the fuck out of Wonder Woman, but I was falling asleep in the theater during the main fight. Um most, most of the superhero movies, most of the, most of the uh, action movies, and it's because I can't. It's not that I can't follow it. It's that they make it difficult to follow, and I'm just like, okay, well, let me know when you're back on explaining the plot, and so I can finish up this movie. Well, the, but the really, John, the real- John Wick isn't like that. Like you're totally engaged in every scene. And you, it's so easy to follow the action in it. There, it's just beautifully choreographed and and uh, and filmed. Well, the really interesting part was seeing video of Keanu Reeves or Canoe Reeves, as my one buddy's mom used to say, uh, go through a, a gun course with live ammo, doing the shit. I mean, obviously not to the extent he did in John Wick, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. Homeboy could fuck you up if he wanted to. Let's put that way. <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's not... He, and it he, shows he took that it upon he did a lot of training. Exactly. He took it upon himself to not only train for the movie, but to stick with it and go beyond, you know, just the, okay, I want to make it look realistic in the movie type thing. Like, I just picture him filming the first Matrix going, I really like guns. <laughs> and it's so weird because, you know, it's Keanu Reeves. Like, for everything I've ever heard, he's a painfully nice guy if you ever meet him. Like, he, you know. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a story going around about a couple who, for whatever reason, they got bumped from their flight. And they were going to have to fly. I guess they were just married or some shit. I don't know. And they were going to have to fly separate flights. And he was like, no, nah, don't do that. And he paid for their tickets so they could fly together. Mm-hmm. And he didn't leak that story. They're the ones that, you know, to put the story out there. I mean, he's not and like... He, and then he killed everyone working at the terminal? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, wait a minute. I have to pay extra to ship my dog with me? No, everybody's got to die now. No, fuck that. Well, you know uh, what they're doing now? Of course, any successful movie will bear another successful movie, or at least hopefully they'll be successful. And if they get that far, well, then sky's the limit. Now you got a franchise. So, of course, there's going to be a John Wick universe television show coming our way. 
that is going to go deeper into the mythology of, well, I know you haven't seen the second one, but there's a hotel where, you know, the hit hitman of the same John Wick caliber from all over the world can meet, but it's like supposed to be this neutral area. Oh, yeah, that was in the first one, wasn't it? I remember that part. It's like sanctuary. Like if you walk out the doors of the hotel, you're 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 fair game. But in there, nobody fucks with nobody. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the sanctuary is going to be explored, and some of the some of the other parts of the the universe that just are are left uh, as is. On you know, they're not really. There's a lot of things that aren't explained to you. Like you're not even explained in the first movie that this guy's a hitman. You have to figure it out by the fact that he knows how to shoot people and drive cars really well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, but it seems so contrary to what was set up in the movies. The fact that it doesn't really matter. Sure, we could have all of this expository dialogue, saying you know, oh, there's there's a certain reason why I got to go here and meet this person and who they are and what they mean to me, and then we'll have a flashback scene and all this. Stupid bullshit that goes on in most action flicks to try to make it seem like they've got some deep structured plot going on. When we know that's not what we're looking for when we go to see these movies. And just like I described John Wick, it's an action film with the fat stripped off of it. And now this television show is going to be the fat that was stripped off. I'm just. I mean, I'm, picturing, I'm not saying I'm picturing, it can't be any good, but I don't just, see that as deepening the experience of a John Wick film. I'm just picturing cheers in a hotel bar for hitmen. Like you know, Keanu walks through the door. Wick, Wick, John. <laughs> What's she up to? You know, and then you sit down. You got the mailman. Air quotes, mailman. Who that's his? That's his cover to go kill people. Right. And stuff. There you go. <laughs> hey, you can get on people's property, and no one will even look to see, you know look twice. He's in a mailman outfit. We just look. call him Norm because we have to be discreet about his identity. <laughs> I think that I think that would be great. I would watch that show if it was if it took place almost entirely in the bar at the sanctuary. It was just guys, hitmen. Sitting around sharing stories, <laughs> that could that could be a good show. That's what I'm saying. Like there are there's so many people and companies that are actually willing to take chances because they don't know exactly what's going to take, but they do see a lot of original ideas that are that are getting traction. They're willing to take those chances, and it's possible that this spin-off television show could be brilliant. They could do great things with it. But it's, it's I, concept kind of I don't know. I mean, I, I would I would, I would watch it. They I don't give it. more chances to things that don't have, that aren't already attached to a franchise, you know? Like, they could probably sell a Cheers type story related to the John Wick universe, but if somebody just came up with an idea of a bunch of hitmen sharing stories in a bar, 
they couldn't get it sold unless it was, you know, part of some franchise. Yeah, because it's I, I am noticing that because I, I just recently found out that not only is there a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy based around the Mayans Motorcycle Club mm-hmm. in that universe, but they're going to do. I don't know if these are like, oh, just like a, like a mini series, but they're going to do a prequel about like the original guys who you know formed the club after coming back from Vietnam, and then they're going to need to do a sequel to the series, yeah, about his kids and growing up in 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 the, in the you know the culture of the motorcycle club. And I'm just like, really? I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the first few seasons. I watched every episode, every season, mainly because I had invested that much time in it. I just wanted to see how it would end. Right. I mean, honestly, it was just like I was slogging through it. The last like, the the last season is not enjoyable TV to watch. I mean, they're killing off characters left and right. Everybody's doing horrible shit to everybody else. There's no one that's good, really. You know, and you're just like, oh my god, dude. I mean, I'm pessimistic, but this is like suck on the business end of a shotgun depressing Mm -hmm. does that really need three (laughs) spinoffs i mean you know somewhere there's an executive like hey we made a lot of money on sons of anarchy let's just make let's just make a tv show about the dogs that that get guys in the motorcycle club owned how about that you know sons of anarchy for kids but you know know, again the the spinoffs could sometimes even be better i Look at the, the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead has gotten so popular that they are kind of stuck in a formula, or else they feel like they're going to disappoint their viewers. And it was popular enough, certainly, to warrant a whole other spinoff show about a whole other set of characters that, but takes place in the same universe, and. That show, I mean, it's never going to be as popular as The Walking Dead. And because they're they're not as popular, because they don't have as many viewers as the original show, they are actually able to take more chances. And the last season of of Fear the Walking Dead was actually way more interesting than the last season of The Walking Dead. I don't even know if I'm coming back to see what happens with Carl, because I kind of don't give a fuck about any of these characters anymore. <laughs> I don't need to sit there and watch them spin in circles and have the same conversations and do the same things over and over again with no resolution. Yeah, even the hard, my friends that are hardcore Walking Dead fans are like, you know, remember, remember when we were talking about the shit when, uh, uh, you know, he got double, Rick and his crew got double crossed by the, the junkyard people, I can't even... And see, I can't even remember that's, the fucking That's when it things. really started going sideways for me. And I was like, if I was Rick, I'd have just been like, oh, that's that's how, that's how you're going to carry it? All right, fuck it, everybody's dead. I'm killing everybody. I'm just going to fucking yeah. wipe everybody fuck out. And that's, that's... Given the character that we've been watching for the last five years prior to that, that would be the logical Rick thing to do. It seemed very uncharacteristic of him to just drop his gun and give up. Yeah, I mean, I'm over Negan. Like, I get it. You know, uh, I oh shit, Jeffrey, whatever his name is. You Jeffrey know, Dean I, Morgan. I love yes. him. 
thank you. I, I you know I liked him in Watchmen. He's doing nothing but chewing scenery, and I mean every scene he's been in so far. But I'm just kind of over it, man. Like this whole, yeah. like, dude, just kill this motherfucker. Like, period. Right. Let's just do it. Just do he's, it. Just fuck all this bullshit. Fuck all he's this moral. Standing out, nope. Waving his bat around, <laughs> yelling at the top of his lungs. All you got to do is shoot his ass. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I, I got a, Lucille. A, I'm I got an AK-47. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. I'd have been like, one, nine, <laughs> fuck him. All right. Anybody else want to fucking revolt? That's what I thought. Uh, it's it just, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I get it. They have to stretch it out for tension and they want to leave to have cliffhangers and shit. But exactly. When Carl revealed he was bit on the cliffhanger. Yeah. I didn't, I, I was like, okay. Like there was no, like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't even know. Maybe Carol. Daryl. Like, it, like, I think the oh, last yeah, time. But- it, it, the last time I was really like, like, kind of taken aback by a character's death was Daryl coming up and discovering Merle had had died and, and turned, and then yeah. he had to put him down. And I was like, "Oh, that's fucked up." But that's because I got a brother. I know how that feels. You know, I don't know if I could have done it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to leave him as a fucking zombie, but at the same time, it's like, really, I have to do this? Jesus fucking Christ! Okay, Rich, zombies aren't real. So you'll never yeah, have to make that decision. <laughs> well, there's know, there's rumors that Maggie might be leaving the show too, and I was like, okay, so the last character that I care about is leaving. <laughs> I've got no reason to stick around. <laughs> well, if she leaves, I mean, I know it, it, from her perspective, it, it'd be horrible. It'd be a horrible career choice, but I really hope she goes into porn. That chick is smoking hot outside of that show. I mean, she's just she's not hard to look at on the show. But when I see her like on the Talking Dead or whatever, and she gets in, first of all, when I heard that accent, I was like, "Oh, it's over with. Forget it." Like yeah. I, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that works." Yeah, I just looked at my dick and was like, "Scream all you want, ain't no one coming to help you." You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna beat this motherfucker like he stole something. You know? <laughs> well, I I like Rick. I like Daryl. I like those characters. It, they're just not growing anymore. They're not going anywhere. They don't seem integral to the the story anymore. They're just, I don't know. Well, also, if you know anything about the comic books, and you know what they've put Rick through in the comic books, yeah, okay, Carl's bit. Anyone who thinks he's coming back from that, you're, you're delusional. He will be dead. They'll probably drag it out the first episode. But he he will be dead by episode two, I guarantee it, um, of the new season coming up or the whatever the after the mid season break, whatever the fuck they call it. But I mean, right. once they took that off the table, like the governor cutting Rick's hand off and all that shit, and you saw that they weren't willing to go down that road, it's like he's not in any real danger. I mean, that's one of my problems with a lot of a lot of. A lot of these 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 television shows they want you to con- they can they want to convince you that anybody could die at any moment. Not really. I mean, the whole you know who who did Negan hit with the bat? Was anybody shocked it was Abraham? 
I mean, the shocking part was that <clears throat> after he fucking bashed Abraham's head in, he went over to fucking bash Glenn, Glenn's head in. But in the comic book, it was Glenn who he killed first. Abraham was already dead at that point in the storyline in the comic book. I mean, mm-hmm. and once again, Abraham hasn't been there since the beginning, you know. And on top of that, it was just like, it just felt like it's all this build up, all this build up, and then it happened. And I was like, oh, this is kind of anticlimactic. So I, I, I don't know. It's I, I'm, int- I'm, I'm with you on I, that. I wonder if they could pull off a show. It would be interesting if they could do like a, a type of, you know, survival to a post-apocalyptic show like this doesn't have to be zombies, but but you know any group of people in an extreme situation where there's uh, a limited number of people left, and uh, and they have to scrounge for resources and see and just have like a, a, a rotating cast, something that would be more realistic like you may start out with one group of people but by the end of that season none of them are left and you've got a totally different group yeah exactly i mean because as it stands now they're they introduce these minor characters and like the guy whose uh boyfriend died right and you're like here comes another red shirt yeah exactly that's exactly what i was thinking it's like it's Kirk, Bones, and Spocks, and, and and two guys in red shirts. Who's going to die on this episode of Star Trek? <laughs> right. I mean, it's not even. There's not even a question there, you know. But I, it, it is. I, I think, in my opinion, I think Walking yeah, if Dead. If it was an '80s film, it would have been like uh, they introduce a black dude and a girl who's uh, promiscuous. Like, those two are going down pretty quick. Well, yeah, it's like the the the, the black cameraman in Scream Two. I'm getting the fuck out of here! I've seen too many horror movies. I know who dies first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't last long in these things, man. Uh, but yeah, I think I, like The Walking Dead. I think has ran its course. As far as me, like I don't. I I'm with you. I was I was on the fence about tuning in the beginning of the season that, that just passed. And now it's just like, eh. sometimes I, I don't watch it for a month and I got four episodes to watch and I put it on and it's background noise. As, you Man. know, I, I'm kind of paying attention to it. I'm doing other things, you know, that's an indictment. I mean, you know, when it came on, it was, I honestly, what I find hilarious is people are going, are, are we at zombie tipping point? Are we at zombie overload? When it came on, I thought we were at zombie overload. I mean, I thought, like... Oh, right. Everyone was talking about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was... And the previous, you know, it came out in 2010. Previous 10 years, you had... I was already of- sick about hearing people's stupid stories about how they were going to survive the zombie apocalypse. Thank you. Between Shaun of the Dead, Remake of Dawn of the Dead, Day of, or, or, or Land of the Dead. I mean, these were big movies to anybody who's a fan of that type of genre. I'd already had zombie burnout. You know, the, the thing that kept me coming back was it wasn't a movie or it wasn't a television show that was just... Like every zombie movie is, okay, you know, basically one or two people are going to survive if anybody... And how gory are, gonna, are their deaths going to be? I mean, Night of the Living Dead pretty much set up the, the, the template for how you do a zombie movie. 
you know, even if you survive the zombies, you can't survive the 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 horror of other human beings. Yeah, you know. So yeah, and and that's it. It seems like every season now is just the same story that we've seen in every tropey zombie film, just stretched out over six or eight episodes. So you have a lot more cricket noises, basically, and yeah, a lot yeah. of walking in the woods, <laughs> and a lot of yeah, a lot of tense conversations and staring off into the distance and disagreeing about should we kill the governor or should we kill Negan or should we do we kill his his people? And it's like, oh my god, man! Like I maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm sick in the head. I'm in that position. Hey, I'm, you you were on Negan's side. Uh huh. I don't give a fuck if you were planting. If you were a plumber, you got to go. Bye. See ya. I'm not Reality is, anyone in that situation, you're what five years into the zombie apocalypse, and you're still having debates on whether to kill or not is okay. Sometimes that certain people may have to die. Well, you're probably already dead. You're not having that conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But hey, you know they. Said that he, uh, Robert Kirkman, I think, I think that's his name. Said that uh, they have enough plotted out to go uh, either eleven or twelve seasons total. And How we're in the long middle of season you run eight. Zombies. Who knows, man? The comic book's still going. Well, but the, you know, the comic book has, and maybe it's just, maybe he will get to this. Maybe this show can turn itself around because I'm still reading the comic book and the comic book is about building a society and when the, sh- when the show is good, that's what it's about but they haven't really concentrated enough on that. It's like oh, we, we found this whole village of people and they're nice. We're friends now. <laughs> And now let's find a bad guy to fight. And I don't know. I mean, maybe there's just more nuance that you can get away with in a comic book format that uh, that television audiences aren't going to tune in for. You've got to have some point where there's, you know, Somebody being bit, somebody running from zombies, some gory shit, or some zombies being ripped apart or set on fire in some weird way. And if not, it's a bummer episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's a talking episode. Oh, right. good, they're gonna they're gonna talk about talk. What are we gonna do? And it's kind of what it feels like. It feels like there's what eight episodes. They split up. There's sixteen episodes or something like that. They split it up at the eight episode mark to break up the season it really does sometimes feel the last couple seasons that it's four or five episodes of setup and then they spread out what could have happened in one episode over three episodes yeah by showing you shit that like we really don't need to see you know but 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 we know i mean the people it seems like everybody's least favorite season is the one that they spent on the farm and that was some grim shit, man. But that's when they were... Wasn't that season two? Yeah. yeah. That's where they lost me. I made it through season one. And season See, two, I, had half, I, I got like two, three episodes in that farm. I was like, I'm out. 
Done. See ya. I barely held on through season one. I was there as a fan of The Walking Dead, the comic book, and I wanted... I had some faith that they could they could turn it around from season one, and they did. I Season two is vastly superior to season one. And the, the whole idea of... They were searching for a fucking cure for it. That was their story in season one. And at the end of it, they blew up the CDC in a ridiculous explosion. And it's like, I don't recognize this as The Walking Dead. That wasn't the story that I was reading in the comic books. Season two, much closer. Much closer. I know I was pretty much in the camp of fuck that kid. And that's and where knew, they and I shouldn't have been. So it's like I'm and even though out. they were still a, a small group, and you know they encountered uh, just a single family on a farm. It's the same story that they that that they've been telling. You know, it's it's about building a society and figuring out how to trust other people who are also building their own societies, you know, trying to figure out how to how to live in this world, in the in the new world. Well and to kind now of, it's just about, well, sometimes there's bad people in power and you gotta take them out with violence. Okay, but that that's fine, I guess. That story's told everywhere else. I mean, it's every superhero film, right? Well, I mean, if if Jeffrey Dean Morgan wasn't as charismatic in the role of Negan as he is, mm-hmm. it, I, I guarantee the criticism leveled at the show would be, oh, look, the governor 2.0. Yeah. You know, it's... And that's, I guess that's the problem. If you have to rely, because your main characters are so static and, and, and they're just, you put them in the same situation constantly. If you have to rely on the charisma of the bad guys to get people to tune in, uh, I don't know, you know, how many actors are they going to get to play the bad guy that's going to chew up scenery constantly and get you to tune in because you want to see what happens next with him? Not with the yeah. heroes, with him. No doubt that, plenty that of people Negan, watch it just for Negan. Negan is written better as a, as a big bad. He's a more interesting character. He's, he's more fun to watch just from uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan's portrayal. But the governor is a better villain, especially for the type of story that that they want to tell. Because Negan was just fucking Negan, right? He showed up with his dick out swinging and, <laughs> and just bashed the head of anybody who got in his way. There was no two ways about what Negan was about and what type of person he was. And you you need to have these these characters show. If Negan dies, there's gonna, there has to be some other big bad that shows up. But the governor was somebody that they thought they could trust, and found out that he was actually crazy. And and that's a more interesting story for me because again, that that's like you know 
Rick's building his society. He comes across another society, and they have to figure out, do we or don't we trust these people? If so, how far do we trust them? Can we integrate? Are we enemies? And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've worn out this subject, but that's, you know, when, when Walking Dead is, is at its best, I'll just say it again, just to cap it. It's, a, it's about how do you build a society and how do you trust people when you don't have, you know, common, you don't share something. Like, we all, we trust most people in America in general. We know, that, you know, there's areas of town you don't go to and you people, some people just give off a vibe like, oh, I don't trust that guy. But, but that's a small percentage. We trust most people in this country. Why? Because we're all sharing these things. We're all getting power into our house and we all have our phones and our television shows. And while, you know, we might disagree with those pe- with other people in this country about a lot of things, we're all sharing this common belief that, hey, America's got something pretty cool going on here that is improving the quality of life for many people. And it may have its problems, but, you know, this is working out, right? What happens when you strip that away? Not only just the comfort, but the common belief. The common belief that that guy might be mad and try and cut me off, but he's probably not going to try and literally run me off the road or shoot at me because I live in a civilized society and, and people just don't do that unless they're really crazy and don't care about their lives anymore. Which takes us back to our first topic. Why everybody should not be armed. <laughs> if everybody was armed... Well, there'd be a lot of dead people on the highways. <laughs> I I only caught like half of that. I'm sorry. I'm you, just you saying started that, dropping out on my uh, end. Yeah, I'm saying, you know, which takes us back to the, our, the first topic we discussed, why everybody should not be armed. There'd be oh, a lot right, of dead people yeah. on the highways, you know. Right. But well, you know, I want you to drive a car. And we've already made those decisions. We say, nope, that guy doesn't have a license anymore. Nobody cries about his civil rights. You know what, though? I bet you if I mounted a 50 cal on the hood of my car, people would get out of the fucking fast lane when I'm trying to pass them. <laughs> you know, I, I bet you would make some room on the road one, real quick. One way or the other. <laughs> no, you know, I don't even have to have it loaded. It could barrel could be plugged and everything. Just be like, what the fuck? What's this Mad Max vehicle doing coming up behind me? <laughs> I had thought I had seen every stupid move on the highway I think I saw the stupidest one today. There's traffic all the way down Southfield, and finally an ambulance comes up from behind. You know, I see it coming from the, in the rear view, and me and everybody else start pulling over to the side and clear a path. And there's a fucking white SUV right behind that ambulance, like, hey, this ambulance cleared a path. I'm taking that path and is right behind the fucking ambulance. And I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? It's OJ. 
I thought we, that was like one given. It seemed everybody else was on board. You know, they, everyone on, on South was driving like an asshole up until then. But as soon as an ambulance showed up, we're like, oh, somebody's hurt. Oh, let's let's make room for the EMTs. Let's make sure they can get to the people who are hurt as fast as possible. And all that guy in the truck saw was an opportunity to cut through traffic. Yeah, because we're citing narcissistic assholes. And yeah, also, that's just stupid. Ambulances crash all the time. <laughs> like You're going to end up inside that ambulance. You're going to go out your windshield and right into the ambulance. The bad part is it's going to be disabled, and you'll have to I'm wait saying. for another one to come get you. <laughs> I, I hate Take to priority. say it. I, I do have some. I, I do have some friends that... They do that. And I have been in the passenger seat, and I'm like, you realize you're a huge asshole right now, right? <laughs> what? What? We're getting where we're going, aren't we? I'm like, okay, Malcolm X, right. I guess, and always justifies the means, huh? Or, or even after the ambulance passes and everybody starts merging, and the one guy, like, guns it and just starts flying past everyone and doesn't even let, let you merge in off the shoulder where you pulled over. Anyway, that, that's... I gotta stop. I'm sounding like an old man. <laughs> Bitching about the way people drive. We shaking your fist at him. Yeah. Roll down the window. I will say this. I have had a little, because here in Michigan, we got, uh, God apparently decided to ejaculate a Peter North size load of snow on us. And I was shocked at the amount of people that were helping each other. Because yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking that. With just how standoffish everybody is towards everybody these days, it seems like that I wouldn't see it, and it was the opposite a lot of the time. You know, people help people pull people out of snowbanks, whatever, Absolutely. help take them out. I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Rich, because you know, I I had a hectic weekend of of moving and then a car dying, and I experienced so much kindness from people that. I've never met before. Help me push various vehicles out of various snowbanks. <laughs> and even when, when my car died completely, when it dumped all of its transmission fluid and just... <laughs> I was in a residential street right in the middle of the fucking street. And two guys came out of the house, pushed me off to the side, and then offered to let me and my kids come in and wait in their house for the tow truck. I was going to say, and then stole your wallet. <laughs> you would think that's how and, the story would end. And whisper to the no. other one, get the gimp. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how old are your kids? How much do you think we could get for them on the black market? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but once again, there you go. There you but, go. You know, the, the, the problem is, though, I bet y'all, oh, they are all Trump voters. <laughs> 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 Every one of the people who helped me out this weekend were Trump voters. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you're white. There's, you know, oh, hey. you know, just because you may lean to the left, you know, you still have that same skin tone. So there's there's a chance you could come to the, you know, come around <laughs> see, and see the light. Yeah. No, I, I, but it goes. It does go to show that it, it, how much if if you just went by. I mean, Jesus, God! If there was someone who came from a country who had never had, or, or from an area, and they and they grew up poor and they never had internet access, and they came here, 
and we locked them in a room with internet access and a computer for a week, they would think it's the Wild West outside of their door after that week. And it's just, it's not, that's not the reality. Once again, online, Todd, Todd, Todd brings this up quite a bit. Your online avatar is just that. The, the, created representative you choose to show the world and a lot of people choose to be an asshole with their online avatar versus when you look in a person in the eye it's a lot harder to be that that much of an asshole yeah no I, this is one of the things that we started this show with again bring it full circle is that individually people are relatively smart and kind and as a group they're an ass, they're assholes Yes, they are. Because <laughs> as a group, you're on the highway and no one knows how to drive and everybody's cutting everybody off and fuck you and middle fingers flying out the windows. But when you get stuck on the side of the highway, a few individuals pull over and help you out. Mm-hmm. Right. They leave the pack and, and you know stray from the pack and it's amazing how quickly you know someone is to help and they get rid of that mentality. But having said that, I'll say this. Fuck snow, I'm over it for like the rest of my life. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I'm done. I get to be out of town for all that. It's great. Fuck you. I mean, came back. (laughs) Mandy, when that came back, she was like, oh my God, thank God you're you're back. She's like, this is a real test. She was the one having to clear off, you know, having to do all the snow blowing and everything while I was gone. I was just like looking out the window, like, this is how we live now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this will never it just end. Snows. It just it's just yeah. snowing. That's all I've ever known. <laughs> now I I've, now I understand why women say they, that childbirth is the worst pain that most of them will ever experience. Yet they go back and have them again, have another kid. Because I forgot. Remember a couple winters ago when when it was like thirty below without the wind chill factor yeah. and the, the pole- shattering cold. Polar vert- vortex. Yeah, I literally my car froze over. It would not start. Yeah. I was like, "Fuck Michigan, fuck this weather," and I forgot about it because we had a couple mild winters, and then this winter happened. And I went right back to it. I was like, "Fuck Michigan, fuck this weather." But I guarantee you, by summer, I'll be like, "Man, fuck, it's too goddamn hot in here. I need winter. <laughs> I need some yeah. fucking cool air here, man." Nope, not me. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying that my car was free of problems, but this winter definitely killed it. Yeah, that's yeah. It was it was all transmission related. Yes, I I, I have a few, I work with a few people, and they're like, "Whoa, it's, why why are you so grumpy?" I'm like, "You do not drive. You do not own a car. You do not understand the toll this type of shit takes on a car." Yeah. Like I, I, I want to be a millennial for in that aspect. I, I want. I, I wish my parents were alive to shuttle me back and forth to work. Because <laughs> I don't drive. Oh shit. Well, anyway, should we wrap it up, guys? Yeah. All right. So yeah, you know the drill. At this point, send us up on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. You can email the show Unregimented at ChristianMedia.net. If you like it, tell a friend. Uh, because that's the only way the show's gonna grow. Bottom line. Uh, so, please, if you like, oh, just go to ChristopherMedia.net and click.
click on uh, the review button, and then it's how you leave a review and rate us. That simple. Made it idiot-proof. So easy. Even we can do it. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.